106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. a book that I think ought to be in every home library. It's entitled Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. Manning Johnson was a Negro, and he was also a member of the Communist Party. He joined the party as a young man because he honestly believed that the Communists were trying to improve the conditions of his people. He was a dedicated Communist. But after many years, Manning Johnson finally came to the realization that the communists weren't the least bit interested in improving the conditions of the Negro people. He discovered that instead they were merely planning to use his people, and these are his words, to use them as cannon fodder in a bloody revolution to destroy America. As early as 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. By constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. We must not be led into placing the blame for the riots, the civil disorders, on the Negro people of our nation. Even those few who are promoting hatred and violence in the black communities are not themselves the cause. They're merely being used by forces far bigger than they are to promote the violent phase of the revolution in America. Hoping to avoid further violence and bloodshed, the public is to be pressured into accepting measures that will move the country gradually and legally toward communism, but without calling it that. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. The uh, new program of the Communist Party on this subject has this to say. The term socialism describes but the first stage of a new society that in its full development is called communism. Socialism is a transitional stage. The building of socialism is the communist revolution in America. It represents the process whereby our country can be moved gradually toward communism without the people even being aware of it. They have one and only one solution for all problems. More government, more government, and then more and more until it's total government. Total government is communism. We must not be fooled into thinking that the causes of our civil turmoil are such things as poverty, poor housing, lack of education, and similar social or economic factors. As a matter of fact, most of today's self-styled revolutionaries, black and white, come from good homes, could earn better than average incomes if they wanted to work. And in fact, they're products of some of the finest institutions of higher learning. We mustn't resort to violence either as a means of furthering political or social goals and we must do everything humanly possible to discourage others from doing so. We must support our local police. Nothing can be quite so damaging to police morale and efficiency as converting every arrest into a trial of the policeman instead of the criminal. Now in passing, ladies and gentlemen, you may have wondered why the Communist Party has been a staunch supporter of the drive to place a black studies curriculum into our high schools and colleges. Well, 
The reason becomes obvious the minute you take a look at the textbooks and the study guides. Under the guise of academic balance, these courses have become a brilliant device for conditioning young people to accept still one more part of the total program for revolution. We must discover the identity of those individuals, both above and below, who consciously are furthering the communist program for revolution and then remove them from their positions of trust and leadership. Now, of course, the minute you begin to think along these lines, you'll become the target of a whole barrage of attacks. You'll be called a right-wing extremist, a fascist, or at least a dictator. Some years ago, I happened to attend a meeting where several anti-communist refugees from behind the Iron Curtain were called upon to relate their personal experiences. One of the refugees spoke up and he said, you know, I came to America expecting to find a nation of free men, but instead, I find exactly the same thing. Everywhere I look, I see men and women who know that communists are making headway in this country. They know that something must be done and that someone must stand up to them. But they themselves do nothing. They remain silent because they're afraid that if they speak out or take a stand publicly, it'll be bad for business. They may lose a client. They may even lose their jobs. If communism should ever come to America, we'll face more death, destruction, and human suffering than any people in history has ever faced at the hands of their invading conquerors. It's literally a question of life and death for all of us. And it's about time the American people began to face up to that fact and to act accordingly. Thank you. I need to know something right quick. Who, who gave LeBron James permission to speak on the behalf of the black community? Huh? Just like I thought, nobody. This dude actually had the nerve to say this right here. LeBron James responds to Jacob Blake shooting. We are scared as black people in America. Bro, really? LeBron, you're not even scared of police in America. You're not afraid in America. Are you kidding me? Dude, you're a joke. You sold your soul for fame and fortune a long time ago, bruh, and you just helped push this race narrative. Why? Because you're part of the problem. You got to do what Big Brother tells you to do. If a certain type of black person wouldn't put themselves in a position to be shot by a cop, it wouldn't happen. Are you kidding me? LeBron, blacks kill each other every day, all day, and you don't say nothing. Well, good evening or good morning or whatever time of day you want it to be. This is Lou Benninger and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 75. And beginning on September 3rd, uh, 2020. Thank you for listening. And um, I'll give you a couple contact pieces of contact information to get a hold of me if you wish. And... Uh, if you want to communicate with me about the show or give me information you think I need to hear, always interested. I have a few people that 
are my non-paid uh, patriots that send me information that they think will be valuable, and it certainly is many times. So the way to get a hold of me is, just like I said, this is No Hostages Radio. So we actually have a website, nohostagesradio.com, that has all 75 episodes plus <clears throat> 150 articles and uh, that I wrote for a local paper here over the years, including currently. We do two a week. And uh, so you can go there and get information if you just pick this up off your podcast source. So nohostagesradio.com. So uh, the email is lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Very simple. You can reach me by phone or text at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. And uh, if I answer, sometimes if I don't recognize the number <clears throat> or your name doesn't come up on my phone, I'll answer Trauma Intervention Program, but that's just a nonprofit that I run here in the Yuba Sutter County's area of Northern California. I just multitask on that phone. So feel free to connect, or a lot of people just use the email. Uh, thank you for listening, however you got here. And uh, I'm, you know, I've been doing this, as you could tell, 75 episodes, 75 weeks. And uh, so we're building a few people that uh, are contacting me and by text or email let me know what's shaking out there, what they're thinking about, and whether or not they like the show or not, which is helpful. So uh, we'll get right into it here today. I wanted to mention that Tamika Hamilton, who is running for the 3rd District Congressional seat, that's Congress or the U.S. House of Representatives, that, in other words, she's living in California, but she will be serving in Washington, D.C. in Congress if she wins. She's running against a longtime politician. He basically got out of college and went in the Peace Corps for a while and then got out of that and went into uh, politics. And uh, so he's been there ever since. John Garamendi is probably the... Uh, I don't know. He, he's not the oldest person in Congress, but he's getting up there. He's in his mid-70s or late-70s, I would think. Uh, the trouble I have with him is not his age. I'm, I'm all for young or old if people are competent, but he's a, a far-left liberal. I used to call him the white Obama. He really was a pusher of Obamacare in California, which is disastrous. But he's, uh, he's for all things liberal, and normally this um, district, third district, was a conservative district until they redistrict the district, gerrymandered it, or whatever you want to call it, and they added some liberal areas like down in uh, uh, Yolo County, and then on down farther towards the Bay Area a bit, and that added... Uh, tens of thousands of liberal voters, and it switched the district from uh, traditional conservative to uh, liberal. And so um, Tamika Hamilton is a conservative, background in the military, married to a police officer, uh, Christian lady, good person, and uh, 
has the backbone to do this job. So she's running, and uh, she asked Glad Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City if they would host a fundraiser because around the North State, because of a lot of people kowtowing to the COVID uh, scam, there's no place to have meetings. So they're having a meeting at Church of Glad Tidings because there's a theater there and there's uh, dining there. There's all kinds of things there. And so uh, she has invited and it been accepted Dinesh D'Souza, which I'm still, every time I say it, I'm uh, kind of surprised that he is coming, but it just shows who she is and the, the poll that she has to get him here. Dinesh D'Souza has uh, produced blockbuster movies on Hillary Clinton and Obama and uh, is now coming out with another one. Uh, I don't know whether it'll be out before the election or not, but uh, it's going to be close. And uh, he's also a multiple New York Times bestseller writer. I've written, I've read one or two of his books. He's he's brilliant. And uh, you can look him up on YouTube and watch some of his uh, talks. He speaks a lot on college campuses and debates with uh, any liberal out there. So Dinesh, if you've never heard of him, D-I-N-E-S-H. Dinesh D'Souza, D with an apostrophe after it, and then Souza, S-O-U-Z-A. So um, he is coming to Church of Glad Tidings, which is 1179 Eager Road, Yuba City, just north of Yuba City, Yuba City, California. And uh, you can look that up, you know, do it all. You can get there. You'll figure it out. And it's on September 19th. And the way to get tickets for it is to go to Vote Tamika, Vote T A M I K A, T A M I K A dot org. You can just go to that website and you can click on events, or you can just do Vote Tamika dot org backslash events. It'll take you right to the events page. Denise D'Souza's big photo will pop right up in the screen. And you can decide whether you want to come or not. The basic ticket price, door price, is $75 per person. It's not a dinner or all that kind of stuff. It's just a fundraiser for Tamika. And Dinesh is going to speak at uh, 315 on September 19th. That's a Saturday. So if you're interested in a personal meeting, uh, question and answer period with Dinesh, there's a $500 uh charge for that and that's at two o'clock just be an hour and a quarter before the uh the the full meeting where they'll he'll give a talk so uh he has promised to do something unique uh, i heard through the grapevine um so i think it should be a very good uh very good experience and it's for a great cause somebody said oh well that seems like a lot 75 dollars i would just remind everyone that it may not, after this election, if Trump loses, it may not make any difference whether you have any money to spend anymore for uh, for candidates, uh, particularly if you're an older person. That may be, this may be the, the, the last round for you. So, it, in fact, I've done more uh, giving to candidates not in my area. In fact, I gave to the uh, uh, lady back in uh, Baltimore, 
that spoke at the Republican convention. I've given it to a number of people. Steve Dane up in Hamilton, uh, uh, Montana, to try to keep his seat. If we, if those uh, houses, Senate or the House of Representatives goes Democrat, or we lose the presidency, you could pretty much kiss the country goodbye. If you think we got problems now, uh, so if you're getting a little squinchy on helping these candidates. Uh, campaign and raise money for them. It takes money to win. If, you, if you're not interested in investing, I find so many people that uh, they they want things to be different, but they don't want to do anything about it, and they don't want to give any money to do anything about it. In missions, when I can't go myself, I give money to other people to go because that's the big event. Once you drop dead, uh, your money's just going to go to some guy, some kid, some grandkid is probably just going to be buy a nicer car, a nicer house. And the nation will go down the toilet. <clears throat> so uh, I think we need to refigure how much we're willing to uh, invest. I had, a, I had someone the other day complaining about California Water Service in Marysville. And I said, you know, if, if more people would have given money to... Uh, that campaign against California Water Service, we probably wouldn't be in the pickle we're in now. But a lot of people thought, well, just I hope I hope it doesn't work out for Cal Water Service. I hope I hope we win. I hope I hope I hope. But they don't want to spend any money. And they don't want to walk the streets. They don't want to pass out literature. They don't want. They don't want. They don't have time. They don't have time. But they have time to pay a five hundred dollar bill. So. Somebody needs to wake up out there. In fact, the Bible says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead. And he's talking about living people. In other words, some of you are the walking dead. You're clueless. You're asleep at the switch. You have no idea what's going on. And uh, you wonder how the nation got so screwed up. In fact, I got people right around me and said, well, I don't, I don't really vote because I don't think it does any good. I was trying to get him to sign the recall Gavin uh, petition. So the next thing I want to mention to get get it done here uh, before we get into all the topics and time run out is uh, we we need you to do more than just sign the petition. Some of you haven't even signed. And uh, so because I'm talking to people in other places in California – you should go to the recall Gavin G A V I N 2020 2020. The numbers 2020 recall Gavin 2020.com. You can print off a petition, sign it, get your friends to sign it, your neighbors to sign it, and send it in. Quit whining about the governor and do something, right? And give some money to recall Gavin 2020. Go on the uh, website of Freedom Angels or the Facebook site, and give money to Freedom Angels. Recall Gavin 2020, Freedom Angels. So you can sign the petition. You have to be registered to vote. You can, if you um, don't have a printer and you could, you have a computer, you're looking at it, uh, you can look up the Facebook site there for your county, and then they'll tell you on that Facebook site where you can sign up in your particular county of one of the 58 counties of California. So... Um, 
please do that. We need you to go out and get, when I say we, I'm talking about the organizers. I'm not the organizer. We're talking about the organizers of the recall, Gavin, 2020. They said we need everybody to get go out and get 20 more signatures. Don't just think you're going to sign and you're going to blame your neighbor. I'm telling you, if you if you got enough on the ball to know that this is bad news, uh, you better do something. I'm just telling you, you better do something and get involved. Uh, okay. The other person that another place that you can go, if you're a Yuba Sutter resident, in Northern California or any place nearby, and you just want to drive somewhere, pull in and sign it. You can go to elite universal security at five, five, four, eight feather River Boulevard, five, five, four, eight feather River Boulevard, just South of Marysville. <clears throat> and you can sign there seven days a week. It'll probably take you two minutes if you're a registered voter. You just walk into the place, look at the petition, and they'll tell you what to do. You, The best thing to do is to take a petition that has five signatures on it or a longer one that has ten and go get some of your friends to sign. I'm telling you, if you just think you're, oh, well, I'm going to let some, oh, well, yeah, I'll see whether he gets on the ballot. It's you know, it's we're not going to get it. We need we need almost 1.5 million signatures, good signatures. So they're trying to get two million signatures in all. All right. <clears throat> so go to the go to those websites. Um, actually, people that are I don't know whether people that are out of state would want to even care about recalling Governor Newsom, but if you wanted to, you could also give money through that Recall Gavin 2020 website, 2020.org. All right. <clears throat> Let me get down here where... Uh, okay. Well, we're coming up to Labor Day. I don't know if you ever ever thought about... you ever thought about what the holidays really mean? difference between Memorial Day and what Veterans Day and all those kind of things. Since I've been doing these radio shows for about oh, podcasts or radio shows for seven years, I started really looking into the background of uh, how this come about, you know, where'd this come from? And uh, so Monday is Labor Day. And so if you're a federal worker, you probably get it off. I'm sure you get it off. Uh, if you're a big corporation, you probably get it off. I don't know their state workers get it off. Most people just go to work, right? So it's a national holiday, and it's created to honor U.S. workers. And, and you probably think, of, well, why wouldn't it be on, like, isn't there a, like a May Day, May 1? That's actually more of an international industrial workers, communist workers day. And uh, this day uh, was... Uh, dedicated to avoid May Day because uh, there was some unsavory actions happening on that particular day. So they they created our own Labor Day to honor laborers. Um, so many people, you know, we celebrate the end of summer. Some people take their last outing before the traditional school year, which school is pretty much screwed. Uh, I was just talking to my dental hygienist today, and she was telling me what it's like to be a mother of a seven and nine year old, and school shut down. But YMCA can have a camp on campus and help do help do distance learning. Isn't that odd? Makes you think that the teachers union got more to do with this than anything else than COVID, right? Um, 
so it's sort of the the marking weekend for the end of summer. And but the labor movement started in the 1800s. And uh, it's interesting when I read this because people were protesting in, in the 1800s of they wanted an eight hour day. In other words, the factories, the Industrial Revolution, they were uh, having longer factory days. In fact, in China right now, if you go to one of their factories where all your cheap Nikes are made so they can pay Black Lives Matter a lot of money, and then they, they rape and pillage Chinese and Vietnamese young women primarily, pay them about 100 or $140 a month to make those shoes so they can give millions of dollars to make this a communist country so we can go and send our kids and make shoes for $140. Think about that. So the move to recognize workers with a holiday began in state governments. And uh, But what happened was there was the workers were starting to protest. They wanted an eight-hour day. And I always thought, why don't they just... Why don't they just let every business decide how many hours they want to work? Why does the government, I find this so fascinating when I looked at this. In May 1886, a worker demonstration was held in Chicago that the Haymarket Square to push for an eight-hour workday. This is communism right here, folks. Unionism. A bomb went off to protest killing, uh, at the protest, it killed seven police officers and four civilians. The episode made headlines internationally, and the day became an annual occasion for worker protests around the world. That's your May 1, May Day. But the President of the United States didn't like the idea of honoring a day after they killed seven policemen and four civilians at the Haymarket Square bombing. So, but I found it fascinating that workers would protest as if the government, in other words, they said, we don't want private enterprise to make a decision. In other words, we're not sharp enough as workers to make a deal with our employer. Like for instance, say, Hey, I don't want to work 10 hours. I want, want to work eight hours and you're a really good worker. And they say, well, we're, we're going to work 10 or you don't have to work here. So you go down to place to the next place. Eventually somebody comes up with a new configuration. But instead of that, they have the government mandate. Now, now what do we have? We have the government with law books full of regulations on how to run your business. ADA access. If a person works overtime, what's overtime? Uh, if people show up and they're not going to get a full day's work, you have to pay them. A, sometimes you have to pay a minimum of four hours. I mean, there's just all these rules. Instead of allowing a willing employee and a willing employer to sort it out themselves. That would be called free and en free enterprise. It is no longer free. So, uh, so the president of the United States by the name of Grover Cleveland did not want to honor May day. So he chose labor day first. I think it's the first Monday in September. Okay, so that's how that works out. So enjoy your um, your holiday, however you look at it, whether you're working or not. And uh, we're going to take a break here. This is the first of uh, five breaks, and we'll do six segments here today. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Be right back.
all the people shouting BLM and ACAB while also talking about how much they hate America? The only reason you're allowed to do that is because you live in America. Yeah, it's called freedom of speech and many countries don't have it. Freedom isn't free and it's actually a huge privilege. In many eras, you would be shot and killed for criticizing your government. So if you wanna stand on the side of the road with your BLM sign so you can snap a cool Insta pic and appear woke, that's fine. But don't criticize America while doing so. It's called freedom of speech. Appreciate it. I'm Jack Brewer a former three-time NFL team captain, college professor, coach, husband, son, and father. I'm also a lifelong Democrat, but I support Donald Trump. Let me be clear, I didn't come here for the popularity or the praise, the likes or the retweets. I'm here as a servant to God, a servant to the people of our nation, and a servant to our president. I grew up in Grayvon, Texas, a town that my great-grandfather was the first black man to settle as a sharecropper in 1896. My early high school experience included fighting with skinheads and being in witness in an attempted murder trial after my friend shot a skinhead in self-defense. I remember my dad's bravery when he personally stood up against a KKK rally in my town. In my house, my father taught me to back down from no one. I know what racism looks like. I've seen it firsthand. In America, it has no resemblance to President Trump. And I'm fed up with the way he's portrayed in the media, who refuse to acknowledge what he's actually done for the black community. It's confusing the minds of our innocent children. Before I left to come deliver this message, my energetic eight-year-old son Jackson stopped me and said, Dad, can you please just tell everyone that all lives need to matter? and that God loves everyone. In that moment, I realized that my eight-year-old had figured out what so many adults have seemed to forget. We are not as divided as our politics suggest. At some point, for the sake of our children, the policies must take priority over the personalities. So because you have an issue with President Trump's tone, you're going to allow Biden and Harris to, to deny our underserved black and brown children school choice? Are we so offended by the president's campaign slogan, Make America Great Again, that we're going to ignore that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have collectively been responsible for locking up countless black men for nonviolent crimes? Are you going to allow the media to lie to you? by falsely claiming that he said there were very fine white supremacists in Charlottesville? He didn't say that. It's a lie. And ignore the so-called Black Lives Matter organization that openly, on their website, calls for the destruction of the nuclear family. My fellow Americans, our families need each other. We need black fathers in the homes with their wives and children. The future of our communities depend on it. I'm blessed to be able to run inner city youth programs and to also teach in prisons across America. The inmates in my federal prison program literally receive days off their sentence just for attending my class. And that's thanks to President Donald Trump and his first step back. President Trump cared about these Americans and their families, even when so many others had left them behind and had written them off. I'm forever grateful for President Trump for that. He endures relentless attacks, and so do many of us, like myself, who support him. 
But my mom always told me, when the Lord starts blessing, the devil starts messing. This convention marks a time to celebrate our history. Republicans are the party that freed the slaves and the party that put the first black men and women in Congress. It's the party of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, and now Tim Scott and Donald Trump. Our president has made incredible strides to end mass incarceration and give unprecedented opportunities for black in America to rise. America, let this election be a call for all God's people who are called by his name to humble ourselves and pray together and to seek his face and to turn from our wicked ways. Then he will hear us from heaven and he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Amen and God bless America. If you should ever need someone to help get your head straight, I'll be your resident all night. Sure, I'm glad just having you around. All that I know. All right, so there's been all this discussion about changing the way we vote, right? So traditionally, we've been able to vote at what we call the polls or voting booths. And they're, they're around our area. There were all kinds of places. They'd use churches. They'd use libraries. They would use government buildings. They would use all kinds of central locations to make it easy for people to vote right in their neighborhood. <clears throat> and then people, uh, then they had uh, absentee ballots. You weren't going to be there on that day. So then they extended where they would mail you a ballot. You would fill it out, sign it, seal it, mail it back in. And then they'd compare your signature to the uh, signature on uh, on the database, and you, you your vote would be counted. Then now they want to do all mail votes because people are going to die at the polls from COVID, which is you know everybody knows it's a big lie, right? COVID is a scam. Is it a sickness? Yeah, it's a sickness. Like every year we get sicknesses, right? So what? Doesn't. Does it blow? It didn't even get people excited until the government scared the hell out of people. So now we're going to do all this vote by mail. So my friends up in Reno posted, they run a tip program up there, trauma intervention program. And she showed on Facebook a photo of five ballots they got requests were requests for um, absentee ballots or some kind of ballots. Or, in other words, five mailers that had to do with the, vo- with the vote up there. They have uh, three, uh, two voting people in their house. A couple of people were dead and another person had moved, but they got five ballots. Now, I, I saw on Facebook uh, one, a f- friend that I grew up with. Uh, she, went, we, she and I went to the same school. She's a couple of years younger than I am. And she lived here her whole life, got married, worked, had kids, uh, been a part of the community here. And about 17 years ago, her son was killed in a car accident. So she writes, our son has been dead 17 years. And she asks the question, and you still want him to vote no? And you still want him to vote no? (laughs) Are you still wanting him to vote? And then she said, no voter fraud here. 
she just left out punctuation. So she said, our son has been dead 17 years and you still want him to vote. Now, that's Yuba County. And, you know, sometimes you think that voter fraud and and uh, messed up voter rolls are just happen in someplace else, like L.A., where there's they claim there's a million extra people on the ballot on the uh, voter rolls that that are either dead or moved. So if you get those ballots, you can vote them illegally, of course, but a million votes is a million votes. And when are they going to, you know, in other words, the vote and the decision of the election will be over before they'll ever sort out who voted for those dead or moved people. So this son in 17 years, he's been dead. And so he's been, you know, I used to think if you didn't vote, two or three times or two times in the general election, they dropped you and you had to re-register. But that can't be true. So they were going to contact the uh, the elections uh, department at the local county clerk's office and just say, come on, can't we do better than this? That's what I constantly ask. It's interesting with COVID, with the this uh, virus, just like I was thinking the other day, it's just like global warming. The people that created the hysteria over global warming all came out billionaires. Did you know that? They all came out hundreds of millionaires or, you know, in other, in other words, more than one million, multiple millionaires and billionaires for creating a worldwide hysteria that the world was going to end because you're sucking out of a straw. Now, the same thing has happened with COVID. The people that launched this and are managing it or mismanaging it and creating this global hysteria, and mainly it's the United States that's lost their minds. Sweden, as I was telling my dental hygienists, never even closed their schools down, never closed their businesses down. Other European countries were similar. They did not have a complete closure. And yet America, there was a no-holds-barred, absolute lockdown, shut up, get in your house, don't come out unless you got to buy toilet paper or medicine or food, and only the box stores are open. You can't go to a local grocery store, a small grocery store, or a small market. They're closed. There are certain things that are essential. Certain, you, know, you know the deal. It's just a total scam. And it's just in the in the people like the government workers that are going to get off on Monday. All those people have been getting paid since right through COVID. Not one of them missed a paycheck. There's there no there's no hurry to, uh, you know, a lot of these people are happy that uh, that the government offices aren't open. They don't have to deal with the public. They're thrilled. You know why? They're all still getting paid. They're just kind of working from home. No public service. They say, oh, yeah, where's public service? You're not public service. There's no public service. Just shut down all those government buildings. So my friend, as I, I talked about for two weeks now, got arrested at the city council meeting, at Yuba City City Council meeting. So one of the city council members said, well, you know, you got fake news because you said that there was no signage. What I'm talking about signage 
like I'm not talking. I don't know whether you when you I think the city council guys, maybe when they go in and out of side in, in and out of a door, they they stop before they go in to see whether it says push or pull. I don't ever read the signage on a door. If I figure it's during the open hours, I just go in. If it's open for the public, it's a business. It's a hardware store. It's 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 a whatever store. Right. They're serving the public. I did not look at signage on my dental office. In fact, I told them when they sent me a note, said, you'll have to go on this website and fill out over this COVID stuff. And I said, ain't going to do it. Cancel my appointment. So they called me up. They said, oh, we'll take you anyway. Just come anyway. And so I walked in and they had all that stuff on the door. I just ignored it. Right. It's small stuff, all kinds of little rules. And uh, like, like, we'll be back at 1 o'clock, right? Those kind of deals. And so my, my you know, if, if this was a deadly disease, really deadly, toxic, just people dropping dead left and right, you'd have a 4 by 8 flashing orange sign in front of that city council meeting because some people believe that those five people that sit behind that bench are God-ordained. God help us if that's true. And you would have a massive signage all over the place. Do not come any closer. This is a city council meeting. No admittance. And you would have guards outside the door. That wasn't the case. You know the reason is? Because the city council doesn't believe their own rhetoric. Neither do the supervisors. They have hired a a, a doctor Dr. Lou, L-U-U, as their health officer, who didn't even, doesn't even need a medical license. All she needs to do be is a military SS guard, like Nazis had, who just takes orders. Remember at the Nuremberg trials? And you got to look them up on YouTube and watch them. And guys would say, well, yeah, it's bad what we did, but we were just following orders. It didn't seem that wrong at the time. Dr. Lou is doing a lot of crazy stuff that's killing people, ruining people's lives, ruining people's educational lives. There is no one in the United States of America that says that kids are dropping dead from the flu, the Kung flu. That's all about that school thing is all about the unions. It has nothing to do with science. In fact, there's nothing to do with science on any of the rules, and there's nothing to do with the laws on any of the rules that we're following. They're just made up off the cuff, on the run, off the hip, standing six feet from somebody. You can't stand any closer than six feet from the person in front of you. Wearing a bug mask. It's just totally absurd. And when I see photos of the leaders of our country wearing those damn masks. I just think this is humiliating. It's just totally humiliating. And so what we've got is we got people making bajillions of dollars, big box stores, Bezos, Gates, all these people have never made so much money in their entire lives. And yet all these people that make America great and make the country function, small business people were run right out of business and crushed. And, and the other day, I just, somebody told me they were going to a, uh, 
a restaurant in Yuba City. Uh, it's an all-day restaurant, but they they do a big breakfast trade. At Lumberjacks is the one it is, if you're local. So they went over there, and they had outdoor seating, and so they wanted to get some breakfast, and so they thought, oh, we're screwed. we got to go outdoors, you know. And then soot was falling out of the sky because the whole state's on fire up here. So the Lumberjack people said, come on inside. And they said, what do you mean come inside? They said, oh, well, we can, we're open now inside. So we're open inside. Well, yeah, because of the soot. Now I thought, oh, I see COVID is inside, but it's not as deadly as soot will be. Well, I thought, obviously, Dr. Lou hasn't been up here very long because when I was, uh, I've always said in the last 15, 20 years, we've never had such clean air as we've had now. Because when I was a kid, and when they were harvesting rice up here, right after they would harvest rice, uh, before they would flood it, they would light the stubble on fire all across the valley from Sierra Nevada to the Coast Range. And it made these forest fires look small time because it just would it would just be fog for weeks. And people say, well, what's what happened? Is there a fire? Yeah, they're burning rice now. And I thought, you know something? These people are such pussies. Oh, yeah. Oh, now. Oh, we got soot falling out of the sky. And, you know, it's like even before there was no soot and we had beautiful blue sky in California and sunshine. Still, like I just ate outdoors tonight and at a restaurant and cars were running up their you know, ramping up their engines and doing stupid stuff, disturbing people. And you can smell the exhaust coming off the street. I mean, it's so ridiculous. So absolutely ridiculous. You want to eat outside? Great. But the the clean place to eat is in an air conditioning filtered environment. But we we got a doctor. We paid $300,000 a year. She can't think for herself. Now, here's a confusing thing. Her bosses are the board of supervisors, but they don't want to take any responsibility, and they keep blaming her. Well, Dr. Lou said, oh, well, we got to do this. I thought, screw Dr. Lou. Make a decision, why don't you? We hired you. All these politicians, you know, they say, oh, vote for me. Great leadership. I know how to make a decision. By God, you know, I, I run 500 acres of almonds and 200 acres of peaches, and I got this, and I got a trucking company, and I got this, and by God, when I'm going to fire somebody, I fire somebody. And on and on and on. Then they get up there, well, I don't know. Well, you know, Dr. Lou, well, Dr. Lou, you know, Dr. Lou doesn't know her butt from a hole in the ground. The woman is just repeating crap she gets from Gavin Newsom, and that guy's just a total pervert. And we're like shutting our neighbors' businesses down. I've been reading about the Nuremberg trials this week. We need to have local Nuremberg trials and prosecute our our city council and our supervisors for crimes against humanity, including Dr. Lou. Screw Doc, screw Newsom and those people. I'm not going to blame those people. Those people can tell us to do all kinds of stuff. We don't have to do what they say. We're free Americans. We are not communists. We are not, we are not socialists. We do not have to wear masks. They had a guy blocking people going into Walmart tonight. I had to go in with a lady and get some water for. Oh, Lou, we have to wear a mask. I said, let's just go into the store and buy the water. We just walked in and we just bought the water. 
So today I had to deal with a dentist appointment. I'm not going to fill out your COVID crap. You want me to come? I, my teeth aren't aching. I can pass today and just go on about my business, look for a dentist that just wants to clean my teeth. I'm good with you. They said, no, we want to do it. I said, okay, let's do it. Same way with Walmart. Just walked in there and did it. Everybody else wearing stupid masks. I think everybody ought to wear a condom just in case. Now, they tell me a guy's condom does. I never wear condoms. But they tell me a guy's condom only works if you got an erection. But you could put the, uh, the, the nurse at the Yuba County told me and showed me how to do it. That a female condom, it's just like you just shove it up inside and you can, you're ready to rock 24 hours a day, dude. You don't need to like get all hot and bothered and then, then get a condom. You can just be ready if the time is right. So I don't know. Maybe it's better that we just all wear a condom. I think if people, if women would all wear those female condoms because they don't need an erection, then we might be able to shut down this, uh, sexually transmitted infection problem which is way bigger than covid in sutter county and yuba county dr lou if you'd had ever check your own figures so maybe we ought to mandate instead of masks just ask the ladies said we'll provide you free female condoms so when you have sex with somebody other than your husband you won't bring home some disease to him just a thought or we might just encourage people, you know, to let us know when they wear a condom. You know something? <clears throat> this is going to be looked back on. I don't know. Maybe we're just going to have a full down throwdown and shootout before this is over. Because people are getting pissed off. Now, we haven't had a shooting up here about Black Lives Matter yet or Antifa. But I'm I'm promising you, when they roll into town, we're going to put some body bags with those suckers in it. It's going to be problems up here. Now, we're not gnarly up here, I don't think, as Idaho or some North and South Dakota dudes. But I don't think they're going to get away with just walking up and down the streets and trashing our businesses and going into neighborhoods. But either the supervisors are running this county or the city council's running the city and can say, all businesses are open. Now, it's interesting to me. Nancy Pelosi is running the biggest country, the most powerful country, the wealthiest country on earth. And she can't figure out whether salons are open in San Francisco. Salons have been shut totally down in San Francisco, but some of them have been sneaking people in. This is no different than a communist country right now. It's the same way we do it in Vietnam. We're doing all kinds of stuff underhanded, behind scenes, behind closed doors, drop down a, a tarp, do whatever you need to do, right? Everybody's winking at each other, paying each other off. Same way it's going on here. A lot of these politicians wearing a mask over here. The guy that goes in and gets arrested at the city council chamber said not everybody even was masked in the city council chambers. They weren't even social distancing. It's all a big damn game. That's what it is. Everybody just playing along because they're too. No, none of the men got any nuts on them anymore. It's a problem. No nuts. They're all little. They're all little castrated people running around. They won't stand up to anybody. 
And then they want to, oh, yeah, there's so-and-so, so-and-so Smith. Oh, yeah, my, oh, yeah, he's here tonight. Oh, yeah, let's, well, let's, let's applaud for Silas. Let's give him, give him, a, give him a big old shout-out to Supervisor Smith. Guy's a total pussy. He cannot make a decision. He cannot stand up for his fellow uh, business people that he forced them to close down. Well, well, I didn't force him. It, it's like Gavin Newsom forced him, and or or, or uh, Anthony Fauci. They told he told us it was going to really be bad. Well, it ain't bad now. It ain't bad now. How many months do you want to go? Why don't we like lay out the bodies of everybody that shot themselves since, since beginning of March? Or everybody that, like, overdosed since the beginning of March. Or everybody that divorced since, like, when are we going to do a body count? Instead of counting, like, well, did he die of COVID? Or did he die of the gunshot to the head? And COVID just influenced him. This is this this week, that's been the big debate. Well, how many people just died of pure COVID? They didn't have a bad heart. They didn't have a bad kidney, bad lung, bad liver. Bad anything. Bad, right? They were pretty healthy. And COVID got them and just kicked their rear. You know, in the whole United States, the C- CDC said that less than 10,000 people that happened to. You don't call that a pandemic. They test people, they find it, but they never got sick. That means it's, it didn't, hey, if you don't get sick, you don't get sick. That's not a bug. That didn't, a bug didn't get you. You got it. You you thumped it. Come on, people. Now to think about it. Be right back. Second break. No one told me about her. The way she lied. No one told me about her. How many people cried? It's too late to say you're sorry. So if these NBA players like actually boycott, they're gonna have like a lot of free time on their hands. So they should totally do like a ride along with police officers and like see what these police officers sacrifice every day. Oh, and then we should put them in a situation where it's like a life or death situation and then we should see how they respond. No oh, wait, <laughs> they don't even leave their house without security. <laughs> Hi folks, this is Chick Wilfong, and I know Poncho Villa. If you're interested in capture apparel, go to www.chickwilfong.com and click on the store. I want you to listen to me very carefully for a little bit here because I've bumped into some information that tells me what I thought all along. We've been lied to about this bullshit. I want you to look up a man named Dr. David E. Martin. He's a PhD. And what Dr. Martin came up with was some software that finds the intent of information. And this software went on to be used to look for biological and chemical warfare or potential biological or chemical warfare. And through his research, Dr. Martin wound up somehow on the coronavirus. And what Dr. Martin found was particularly interesting to me. He found that there was a patent filed in our United States Patent Office for the coronavirus. The patent holder the CDC. Now that might explain why President Trump was so damn mad at the CDC. Of course, they probably couldn't tell us. Now, that said, if the virus is natural, if it's a real live, sure enough virus that's naturally 
come across through our environment, it could not be patented as per the patent office rules. If it were manufactured, it could be patented, but if it were manufactured, everyone listed on that patent and everyone involved should be prosecuted for treason and prosecuted for crimes to humanity. Now folks, I've long said there was something to this bullshit. Y'all check out Dr. David Martin and tell me what you think. I believe it could be the biggest lie ever perpetuated on the American public. Just a side note, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, why didn't we know more about this patent? Supposedly there was litigation filed to keep this a secret coming out of the patent office so they could not release who the patent holder was. If this is true, as Americans, I hope we stop at nothing to see that these criminals are brought to justice. Y'all have a great day. Events of the past few months have been perilously traumatic on the American people. With reports of police brutality, protesting, rioting, and the reoccurring topic of racism in America, the attention of the American people has been captivated and a new regime has begun to undermine the principles of America's founding. Saul Alinsky, an activist and political theorist in the 60s and 70s, was most notably known for his book, Rules for Radicals. After an acknowledgement to Lucifer in the front pages of the book, Alinsky wrote, the organizer must first rub raw the resentments of the people of the community, fan the latent hostilities of many of the people to the point of overt expression, stir up dissatisfaction and discontent, and search out controversy and issues rather than avoid them. Unsurprisingly, Alinsky was exactly right in his statements, and unfortunately, this has become the case in modern America. With the rapid escalation of racial issues and so many opting towards divided chaos and destruction rather than a firm and united voice against injustice, it is easily realized that Alinsky's teachings are increasingly effective. Recently, I received an email titled The Black Panther's 10-Point Program, containing a list of new learning point demands BLM will be introducing into the New York Public High School's curriculum. The 10 points listed by the Black Panthers were essentially a we want this list directed towards the government to ensure a free cost of living to every black individual underneath its jurisdiction. Commodities such as food, housing, healthcare, land, clothing, education, employment, or guaranteed income, and just compensation for years of injustice are not just asked, but demanded of the government to be given to all black communities in America. In addition to the fulfillment of every need and the many wants of the Black Panthers, an end to America's capitalist free government is especially required. Aside from teaching the outrageous demands of the Black Panthers, High school teachers are additionally encouraged to ask the students leading questions pertaining to the benefits of socialism and the justification of violent crime. This program is an outright attack on the founding of America, demanding a departure from its capitalist free economy and not only justifying but promoting the evil acts of violence suffered on the innocent American people as if they are deserved. Now, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., one of the greatest and most respected equal rights activists of his time stated many times in his teachings that bitterness, hatred, and violence was to be despised and would do nothing but create more problems than before. In addition, he firmly stood against those who ignored the many pressing issues surrounding them. Rather, the Reverend decisively positioned himself against both the complacent and the destructive, opting rather towards the more excellent way of love and nonviolent protest. Instead of adhering to these principles, 
BLM has assumed the position MLK described as the black nationalist and has acted in the extreme with the destruction of private property and now implementation of narcissistic and violent education. Now is the time for us in America to follow in Reverend King's footsteps and not be complacent in this time of numerous injustices, but stand firm against them while remaining true to the underlying principles of peace America was founded upon and not let violent passions of others become the means by which we base our current life. This is Jake McCauley and Dominic McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution bringing you The American View. So let's just go back to this COVID thing and uh, the voter fraud thing. How many of you even trust government anymore? I can't find hardly anybody that tells the truth. So Nancy Pelosi, her, her nephew, I guess he is, or his niece, whatever he is. He is the governor, right? And for some reason in her district in, in, uh, San Francisco, she has no clue. And I guess she's been going to this salon all along. And all the rest of the people have been doing their own hair or doing it underground in secret. So she gets on video because they put videos in their, uh, their store, like lots of stores have videos for security. So their video, she says she was set up. She wasn't set up by anybody. She called them and set up an appointment, said, can I come in and get my hair washed and blown out? And they said, yeah, because they need the money. They've been there for 12 years and now they're going broke. And so somehow it got out that she went in there when nobody else in San Francisco can. Now, here's the problem. This is what socialism is, or this is what our founding fathers hated about government is that government people get different rules. Like, for instance, government people get Monday off. Government unions get all kinds of benefits that all the people that fund the government don't get. That's evil. That is not equitable. That's evil. That's sinful. And the founding fathers knew that that was evil. They even thought that it was evil for supervisors to get paid. Did you know that? And ours get paid like seventy to ninety thousand dollars each, and it's not even a full time job. And then when they argue, well, it is a full time job. My answer to them is, well, if you don't like it, uh, don't let the door whack you in the rear. So Nancy Pelosi, uh, she has different rules she lives by. Like she tells me to be concerned about my carbon footprint, but she'll get on a jet and fly a personal jet to some conference to study global warming. All these big shots like Bloomberg, New York, he flew every weekend to the Bahamas on his jet, not a commercial jet where you fly first class. He flew his own jet, the pilots plus him. Now, people hate that. 
people mock that and hate that, but that is what our government is full of. All the way up and down the line from your lowest denominator down here at the city council level. They got different sets of rules than you and I live by. And so since Nancy Pelosi's, uh, the cover got blown on her hair getting done, and the woman, I saw her being interviewed on that uh, salon keeper down there. She'd been under 12 years. She said, because of this big blow up over Nancy Pelosi, which she had nothing to do with, the salon keeper, she said, I'm getting hate threats from liberals down here, and I'm... I, they're trashing my business on Yelp. So she said, I guess I'm going to, I, I didn't know whether I was going to survive or not. I guess I'm going to have to move. Isn't it interesting? That's what communism is. People will attack you. Socialists will attack you. Just like what's happened with B- Black Lives Matter. And people hate their representatives because they're liars and cheats and criminals. And they're getting away with it because they never end up in jail. Look at the Clintons. Look at Anthony Weiner. Look at his wife, Uma Abedin. Just a, there's just a whole list of people, right? Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein wants us to believe that for 20 years, her personal Chinese driver, she didn't know he was a spy. After 20 years, nobody in the United States could figure out that the dude was a spy. You're you want me to believe that? She is, when when the prime minister or the president of China, Chi, when he, before he was the prime minister or president, whatever you want to call him, he was the mayor of Shanghai. And the Feinsteins, Feinstein, her husband, and him were big chums. And business partners on some stuff. So here we got all these people, and they they want us to believe this, that, and the other thing. Lois Lerner, IRS lies. Comey lies. Rosenstein lies. Brenner lies. Clapper lies. McCabe lies. Page lies. Strzok lies. Orr lies. They're just, there's more liars than there are truth tellers. And so do you want us to believe the COVID thing? The COVID thing hasn't had a grain of truth in it, except the thing got some people sick. So what? People get sick in the world. Get over it. Oh, well, some people had to die. Hey, forget COVID. Why don't you read the obituaries every day in the Appeal Democrat? You can still look at them. And see how many people died every there there of COVID. Nobody. Nine, ten people a day. You're not down there praying over them, sending condolences notes, crying. Oh, you don't care about people dying. You don't care about people dying either. Most of you people are just a damn hypocrites. Let me read this. This is from my friend Phil Enright. Phil is from Australia. He's an international business for many years, businessman all over the world. Came to the United States a lot, loved the United States, loved Thomas Jefferson, probably knows more about the United States founding fathers than the average American and is trying to immigrate to the the United States. He lives down in West Sac some of the time, and then he goes back and forth to Australia. So he says, he writes this on Facebook. I thought I'd just read parts of it because he's a 
he's a, he's a good, he's a smart guy. He said, what on earth is wrong with accepting that most of us are going to die of old age? As a society, before science became God, we had no problem accepting that fact. 94% of the people whose deaths have been attributed to COVID-19 had existing life-threatening conditions prior to testing positive for that. And over 90% of them were over 70 years of age. Like, so how many people? It's like, come on, people. People that age die all the time. That's the time. Says those of us who are over 60 and who are honest with ourselves, recognize our bodies are deteriorating. We're on the slippery slope. Our bodies succumb to infection more easily and don't heal anywhere near as quickly. We're moving closer to our death. If we're lucky enough to have a good genes and we're smart enough not to abuse our bodies in our early life, the slope won't be too steep and probably less traumatic. But the fact is we are closer to dying and the big unknown we prefer to remain unknown is how and when. All COVID-19 has done for a very small proportion of us is to give a more definitive answer to the big unknown, but fighting it and denying that it is really old age that is killing us is clearly stupid. It's stupidity trying to deny we can't beat old age and death that politicians and health bureaucrats will scare us in that delusion to stay in government and fund the growth in their own power and value is disgraceful. That they generate enormous fear in our children and their parents ruining their financial security for them and the nation to achieve it is criminal. I agree totally with Phil. Now, uh, this whole COVID thing needs to stop. And some, like I told somebody the other day, I said, do you realize that some states did not participate in this? And do you realize with your struggles in the stupid California union-run school system, the worst, one of the worst school systems in the United States, which used to be in the 1960s, one of the very, very best before unions took over. This system is not coming back online unless the unions are broke, broken. They broke, break their backs of the unions. They're no different than the mafia. That's the same, same, same. And other school systems are opening and kids have been going to school. So it's just something to think about here. So this week, there's all kinds of debates. This week, said the CDC quietly updated the COVID number to admit that only 6% of all the 153,500 so deaths recorded actually died from COVID. In other words, we got 153-some thousand deaths. They originally said, oh, these are COVID-related deaths. You remember when Burke said, well, if, if, they, if somebody died of anything, if they had COVID, we're calling it a COVID death. Well, that's just stupid. So that's 9,210 deaths in the United States of America that when they died, they can't find any other cause than they had COVID on board, and they died. The rest of them... <clears throat> had two or three other serious illnesses and the overwhelming majority were a very advanced age. This whole thing has been crammed and scammed and shammed down our throats 
by some of the most what we thought were the most trustworthy people in America, like scientists and doctors. And when doctors have come up and and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, this isn't right, this isn't right, this isn't right, the media just comes against them like they want it to be really bad, like they want it to be really horrible. So I'm looking down here. I'm going to look down here. Oh, wait a minute. It's on. I got it on another spot on my, uh, here we go. So I got a friend that, a local here, that sends me emails all the time and gives me good information. And so there's been you, you haven't heard much of hydroxychloroquine now, haven't you, for a while. So we had doctors coming on. They said if you give them hydroxychloroquine, plus you give them a Z-pack, plus you give them a large uh, conti- contingency of zinc that you can buy at the pharmacy, you can knock this thing out in 24, 48 hours. Boom, it's gone. There's lots of doctors that have come up with a variety of ways to solve this. But since the CDC or the World Health Organization doesn't have a double-blind study, we're not accepting it. Oh, I said, you know, my feeling was, I remember, you know, my friends, some of my friends have had cancer, and they thought, the doctor said, well, this is all we can do for you. And uh, they thought, I wonder if there's somebody else over in Europe or somebody down in Mexico or somebody, somebody that might do something that's a little different. So the fact is, I... So these remember the doctors that went on the state capitol and the uh, was a West Nigeria or Nigerian doctor. Uh, she's from America now in Houston, but Stella or Della or Stella, I think her name is. And they just, you talk about racism, baby. The, the media just like mocked her. The fact that she's a church woman and she believes in the Holy Spirit and she believes in demons and she believes in all kinds of stuff like casting demons out of the CNN people. And so they just mocked her, and she talked about hydroxychloroquine and stuff. Well, the fact is, the media lied as well as Fauci lied. Tony Fauci lied about hydroxychloroquine. And so uh, one of the ladies that started that group that day was the first speaker was a lady. She's uh, both a medical doctor and a, uh, an attorney. Her name is Simone Gold, Dr. Simone Gold. After she did that, because they were so freaked that many people weren't getting the medicine that they could have had and solved it, and they put him on a vent and they killed him. Judy Mikovits, in fact, I'm reading this book that one of the listeners bought me, uh, Judy Mikovits's book. I, I just bought two more copies for friends of mine. It's called the, uh, the Plague of Corruption. It is a fabulous book. And Judy Mikovits said on a video that uh, the Epoch Times put together talking about how this epo- the Wuhan flu actually started when it was all this BS at the beginning. Uh, she openly says the worst thing you can do for a COVID patient is put them on ventilators. And she's a scientist, right? Medical scientist. So anyway, Dr. Simone Gold comes out and now somehow I guess she's lost her job. So they put out a map of the United States and it shows the states, the most, the states where you can get hydroxychloroquine really easy. Cause I kept asking around here, Hey, why don't you, are you guys prescribing hydroxychloroquine? And everybody kind of looked at me cross-eyed. No, we're just waiting for people to get really bad. And then we're putting them over in Adventist hospital, see if they can keep them alive. They don't even treat them like at Ampla health or uh, Peachtree peach tree health. They, if they test positive, they go home. Go home and 
lock yourself in your room, freak out, pee your pants. So anyway, uh, standard prescription, hydroxychloroquine. Let me give you the stakes. In fact, I'm going to give you a place where you can order it online. So uh, Oregon, Wyoming, North Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio, Kentucky, Florida, Texas. You can just get that standard prescription hydroxychloroquine. No big deal. So then these are the states. uh, These are the states nearly impossible to get. Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Illinois, Arkansas, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Delaware, nearly extremely difficult, North Carolina, Arizona, New Mexico, um, Michigan. You know, it's, it's, these are all rules. These are just laws. And so you think they would think, Hey, you solved a hundred percent of your patients recovered from COVID with that you'd think it without running a bunch of studies since it's been around for 60 years, that drug, right? You wonder what in the world's going on with our med. You know, I'm telling you my view of, I used to think, Oh, well for my personal experience with getting surgeries here has been fantastic. They've like repaired me numbers of times, but my view of the national medicine system totally screwed up and corrupt and liars and cheats and all in it for the money. Fauci Gates. Oh, you think Gates ain't a doctor. He acts like one. He's got money invested in every pharmaceutical company in the CDC and the national Institute of health and the world health organization. He's playing big leagues in pharmaceuticals. And so, uh, Standard prescription in Hawaii and Alaska, hydroxychloroquine. So I'm going to tell you, if, if any of your people get uh, COVID, here, here's how to get some COVID. Here's how to get a prescription without leaving California or whatever your state is. You go to this website. It's, it's just initials, okay? A-F, like in Frank. L-D, like in David. S-Sam. AFLDS.com. And, uh, and then you'll see when you get there, look for HCQ and then click on your state of residence and scroll down and that you can speak to an, a medical doctor and they will hook you up with a prescription and you can just bypass, you know, something what I've learned in medicine Thank God for doctors, and I've, I've had some good ones, particularly surgeons. But you need to keep your head on your shoulders. And there's nobody that's going to think 24 hours a day about your health except you. No doctor is. They're too busy. They're going to, they're going to address your issue. They're going to look at you. They're going to give it your best shot. Then they're going to schedule you for something else down the line, send you to go get x-rays, blood tests. That's up to you to pull all that off. And if you feel like you need to get a second opinion, get a second opinion. You better, you know, if you think, hey, I can't get no hydroxychloroquine here and I'm struggling with this deal, I would get, I'd go, I'd go somewhere else and get it. 
I would go just like I'm telling AFLDS. I don't know whether this is Mormon or not. LDS, AFLDS.com. Go to that website, click on HCQ, then click on your state of residence, scroll down and speak to a medical doctor and get you some. They'll probably send it to you overnight. Boom. You get your prescription. You get done with this COVID thing. This COVID thing in California, the way they're treating it, they're killing people. They're causing people to be sicker than they need to be. You know, why every other disease, we try to head it off at the pass and we hit it, we, we preemptively stop it. Why is that? And this, we just, we let get really bad, then we send you over to Adventist Health. I don't understand that. Is that Gavin Newsom's plan, Mr. Dr. Newsom? His head health official quit on him, or he fired her. You know, we've had just total screw-ups. There isn't anything right about this COVID thing, folks. You better pay attention to your own health and not to the local health official. All right, we're going to take a break here, and... um, Man, I got too much going on today. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, Third break. We're coming up to our fourth segment. people in america are automatically racist and before you call white people in america okay you understand that every culture since the beginning of time has succeeded off of racism or slavery right even the africans Mansa musa the richest man of all time was an african who uh gained his wealth off of slavery nonetheless you don't want to talk about your possible lineage in relation to him do you You only want to talk about your relation to American slavery, which is great. I'm glad you brought that up. The Irish, the Italians, the Russians, and the Polish all uh, suffered the fate of racism and poor treatment in the 1920s in America when coming over here trying to make a better life for themselves. So how is it that only black people can experience racism when four or five different cultures of white people have experienced the same hardships that they have within the same century? And if you want to talk about privilege, you see how easy it was for you to unload a bullshit theory and have it somewhat accepted. Yet if I say something, I'll be called a racist because it's inherent, right? Chicago, like a lot of democratic cities, is experiencing a lot of mayhem. It's kind of a double mayhem. There's the normal murders, rapes, robberies, burglaries that go on in the city every single day, making it one of the murder capitals of America. Um, And then there is, on top of it, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter rioting and looting and stealing. And this is now going on. And if we look at the causes of this, there are really two. There's an immediate cause and kind of a deeper cause. Well, the immediate cause is obvious. It's the fact that the leadership of the city, including the mayor, Beetlejuice, Lightfoot, is calling off the cops and is sort of in some ways in cahoots with the protesters. They want to sort of at least endorse the message of the protesters. And they ask the police to back off and stand down. And this, of course, is nothing more than an encouragement to the lawbreakers, uh, both the looters and the more violent lawbreakers, because when you don't have cops, uh, that's a heyday for the criminals of all types. These looters act as if there are no consequences to their behavior. And they based it on uh, what happened previously, that we made a lot of arrests during May and June. 
and not many of those cases were prosecuted to the fullest extent. The deeper cause is that these Democrats have ruined these cities. They have created intergenerational poverty. They have created horrible schools. They have allowed crime to become a massive infestation. And they've done all of this blithely, uncaringly, without really giving uh, a care in the world. And why? Because as long as they are assured of a dependent population that votes for them, that's all they care about. They're being paid in the currency of votes. And so this is the reason why these democratic cities are such powder kegs. But what I find particularly amusing and tragic, really, is the mayor's reaction to all this. Instead of saying, we've messed up, we Democrats have screwed over these places, we need to do things differently, uh, at the very least, we need to back the cops to get the criminals off the street. Instead of doing all that, she makes absurd statements about the fact that this is due to an absence of gun control. Wait, Chicago already has gun control. And yet she blames the gun laws for the results of her own incompetent leadership and her party's abysmal failures. We need common sense gun uh, gun control. We cannot continue to have circumstances where anybody and their brother can go off the, across the border or in other parts of Illinois and bring illegal guns into the city of Chicago. And then more recently, she chastises a reporter in this way. The reason we have it is because the courts and the prosecutors were not doing their job, that they were going too easy on the looters from the last time around. Don't bait us, okay? Do not bait us. Don't, do not bait us. This is a serious situation. People are concerned about their safety. Officers are concerned about their safety. So don't bait us. Watching this, I mean, I literally have been zooming in on her facial expression, uh, you know, her idiot frown, uh, her scolding tone. Uh, as if to say, we're, we're really taking this seriously. You know, we've just had a lot of meetings on this one um, and don't make jokes about it because we're, you know, we're very serious about this. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. The absence of real seriousness, which would mean uh, to get to the both immediate and deeper problems and tackle them, that is the furthest thing from the mind of Beetlejuice. I want to mention uh, I run this trauma intervention program and uh, we go out on 911 calls 24 hours a day, every day of the year. We've done it for 26 years, in our 26th year. We've gone out about 11,200 and 300 calls and we respond to every kind of wild situation you could imagine. Anything that happened to a human being that law enforcement, fire, the medics, Bike County Ambulance, the hospital, whoever. They want us, we help. <clears throat> so uh, could be a drowning, a shooting, somebody fall off a roof, uh, accidentally impale themselves, uh, 
incredible stuff, unbelievable stuff that our emergency responders do. So we train people and we train emergency responders how to use us. And we uh, we have technology. We have we don't we don't have bricks and mortar, but we have technology. We have communications. We have lots of office supplies, paperwork, um, insurance, things like that. So it costs to run this organization. And so we do a fundraiser the this quarter of the year. And um, so you can get involved in it if you want to help us. If you're particularly from you're from Yuba Sutter counties because you. You've been. I will say, if you're going to have the worst day of your life here, you're going to have a lot better time of it than anybody anywhere else, because TIP is only in about 15 regions of the United States, even though it's been around for over 30 years. So, I have a, a packet here that uh, tells a lot about it. So, we invested about a million dollars worth of volunteer hours last year in the Yuba Center area. But if you want to help us, uh, you can. Go online at yubasuttertip.org and just hit donate. Uh, you could go to GoFundMe. You could go to GoFundMe.com backslash tip 2021 because that's the year we're funding, 2021. GoFundMe.com backslash tip dot, uh, 2021. You can mail a check if you're still doing paper. You can mail a check, and we get all that money. None goes to any of these organizations like GoFundMe. They get a tiny percentage. You could send it to Box 645 Marysville, California, 95901. Uh, P.O. Box 645 Marysville, 95901, and just put tip on it, and that will get it to us. So if you could help us, that would be great. Any any amount, $5, $10, a $1 million, be great. The other day, Sam's Club in Yuba City sent us $500. And, um, you know, money's starting to come in. And, and so we have some, uh, we'll have some generous people that, that are always helping us and doing good by us. So uh, Feather Falls Casino up in uh, Oroville just gave us um, $350. One of our uh, tip people works for Feather Falls in the uh, accounting department. Trying to keep track of all that cash. But thank you, Feather Falls, and uh, thank you, Sam's Club. A lot of us shop at Sam's here in the Yuba Sutter area. So if you can help us, that's great. I also wanted to mention Monty Hecker, who runs, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that's where you could go to sign up on the petition to recall Gavin Newsom in Yuba Sutter counties. You could drive over there at Elite Universal Security, 5548 Federer Boulevard. And you can also, if you needed a job, you could become a guard. They they sometimes they hire dispatchers over there. They have they have all kinds of people running a business, accountants, all kinds of people, mechanics. But they they always need guards, so you can get a job there. And they are looking for people. Although you think, well, I don't live in Yuba Center. I live like in Chico, or I live in Shasta County. You can you can call down here, and you can. Say, hey, I'm up here in Shasta County. How about up here? And because they tell me they're they're covering all up to from the lower lower Oregon all the way down below Sacramento now. So you can call them at 530-749-0280. 530-749-0280. Now, uh, they also can help you with your concealed weapons permit. So if you're out there buying a gun and you and you're gonna obey the law uh, and you want to get a concealed weapon permit. 
you don't have to have a concealed weapon permit to just own a gun, but if you want to pack it, conceal it, and you can't, and this is an open carry state, you can, uh, Monty will help you get, get through. He's got a little course out there, put you through, and he'll hook you up. So speaking of guns, uh, in fact, we're going to try to auction off or, or raffle off, I guess, sell tickets to a gun uh, as part of our fundraiser for tip this quarter and get a handgun. So I'll let you know about it. Sometimes people have bought tickets over the uh, <clears throat> over the air. Air, You know, they hear me broadcast it, and you, we'll, we'll, do, we'll figure out a way to do it once we get our tickets printed. We also try to get airlines tickets, but... Uh, I think we checked with Southwest. They weren't doing any right now. The airline industry is so damaged right now. I feel so sad for them. But but they've been really good to help us in the past. So we're checking with JetBlue and some of the others. So this is a deal I came through my uh, media feed. It says, shows a guy uh, pointing a handgun. Uh, Looks like in military fatigues. It said, if violent crime is to be curbed, it is only the intended victim who can do it. The felon does not fear the police, and he fears neither judge nor jury. Therefore, what he must be taught to fear is his victim. Do you like that? I like that. I I want to people to know me as a nice person, uh, but you don't want to try to make me a victim, right? Then I'm going to have to take care of business, right? So the, he says, this is a Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Cooper USMC, that's the Marines, United States Marine Corps. Okay, let me just say it one more time. If violent crime is to be curbed, now this guy ought to know something about people doing gnarly stuff. It is only the intended victim who can do it. The felon does not fear the police, and he fears neither judge nor jury. Therefore, what he must be taught to fear is his victim. And the next one, and then I'm going to move back into some other articles. The big fraud right now is that somehow racism is dwelling in white people, and it's just exactly the opposite. It's actually black people. If you look, and I'm not going to take the time to, I've done this before. If you look at organizations that are, you know, the people that own the Ku Klux Klan, like that organization dedicated to white supremacy, which was started by the Democrats. That was a local terrorist group back in the day. You don't find any other organizations that are legitimate organizations, incorporated and all that kind of stuff, that are dedicated to the furtherance of the white cause or the white people. But if you look, start looking up for black organizations, you'll find 30 to 50 that are just, you, you, can't, get in, you can't get into them unless you're black. That's racist. Privilege is... Uh, white people don't have any privilege. In, in fact, it's more difficult for white people to get on in jobs right now than ever before compared to other minorities. But before, Not other minorities, but compared to any, any minorities. I like this. This is what is privilege. Privilege is wearing two, $200 sneakers when you've never had a job. Privilege is wearing $300 Beats headphones while living on public assistance. Privilege is having a smartphone with a data plan, which you receive no bill for. Privilege is living public subsidized housing where you don't have a water bill, where rising property taxes and rents and energy costs have absolutely no effect on the amount of food 
you can put on your table. Privilege is the ability to march against and protest against anything that triggers you without worrying about calling out or calling in for work and the consequences that accompany such behavior. Privilege is having as many children as you want, regardless of your employment status. Now, this is what I found interesting as well. This is a c contributor out of Missouri that sent this to me. You know how people, uh, I got lists here on my computer. I don't know what, how much time I have today to get to it all. But it lists all the companies that are supporting Black Lives Matter. In other words, not just verbal support, but giving them money. But Black Lives Matter actually put out a list. It's called the anti-black list as of June 19, 2020. Now, I think Amazon, Amazon's on this list, but I think Amazon is given to Black, black Lives Matter now. But at the time this was made in June, Amazon, American Airlines, Anthropology, BP, that's the uh, energy company, BP, Blink Fitness, CVS, Doll Skill, Donald J. Trump, Estee Lauder, <clears throat> Equinox, Fluter the Loom, Home Depot, Joe's Crab Shack, Landing Tree, Marvel, Marvel uh, Entertainment, Miller Coors, Nathan's Famous, Pizza Hut, Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, Pure Yoga, Shell Oil, Soul Cycle, Taco Bell, UFC, Uline, Wedgman's, Wendy's, WWE, and Xerox. Those uh, Black Lives Matter, they want you to boycott those companies. Now, I think that I read where Amazon was actually now donating towards Black Lives Matter, uh, but the list is, l let me see if I can't, I, I got a list from A to Z, but there's almost 300 companies Oh, yeah, here they are. They're, they're here. Amazon is donating. The following list below <clears throat> uh, are supporting Black Lives Matter. 23andMe, 72andSunny, Abbey V, Abbey Road Studios, the Academy, the Oscars, Adidas, Airbnb. Uh, you know, every, you know you, every day you go out, you're buying, you're supporting companies that are given to Black Lives Matter, which is going to, uh, they're going to pop pop your lunch sack right on your forehead. American Airlines, America Express, American Apparel, Apple Music, Ancestry, uh, Armani, AT&T, Astro Gaming, uh, Barclays Bank, Barnes & Noble, Bank, I mean, oh, Bayer, Bergsdorf, Bethesda, Ben & Jerry's. Uh, I mean, we're just said in the bees. Burger King, Burberry. So there's tons of people that are giving to Black Lives Matter that probably didn't su surprise you. Uh, people are, uh, this is extortion, people. Extortion. Keep them off your back. Yelp, YouTube, Warner Brothers. I mean, I'm just skipping around. VeggieTales, TikTok, Timberland, Tumblr, Twitch, Twitter, Uber. It's bad news. Uh, all right. Uh, I wanted to read this. This is good about Kamala Harris. Steve Baldwin, I worked with Steve Baldwin. I can't even remember all the projects we worked on. He was a congressman from <clears throat> multi-term congressman, and he got defeated, I think, or maybe turned out um, from down around Orange County. Steve writes about Kamala Harris. I watched an interview with Kamala Harris. 
She's attractive, animated, and absurd. She stated that she never had children, yet was a mother to her husband's children. And she loved being a mother. She said her children called her Mamela, like Camela, Mamela. <clears throat> anyway, she let, led her audience to believe that she mothered these children. Isn't it interesting? I mean, th she doesn't have the corner on being disingenuous. I, I mean, this is everybody we know is in politics is like this way. B.S. So Steve Baldwin looked her up. He says she's married her husband. She married her husband when the son, <clears throat> when his son, she didn't have any, she didn't have any biological kids. She married her husband when the, his son was in the third year of college and the daughter was in the 10th grade and they actually lived with their biological mother, except for normal visits with their father. So much for motherhood, he says. Right after hearing that, I discovered she was an opportunistic liar. I do remember Kamala Harris. I had just been elected to the state assembly in 1994, and at that time, the ultimate power broker that controlled every aspect of California's state government was Speaker of the House Willie Brown. He ran Sacramento like it was his own personal fiefdom and handed out jobs to loyalists and fired people who were disloyal. He broke every ethical law in the book, but was never held to account by anyone. He was married, but openly had mistresses, which he showed off by bringing them to public events. At the time I arrived in Sacramento, Willie was seeing a young girl who was in her late 20s. He was in his 60s. She was his mistress, and he show, showered her with gifts and appointed her to a number of state government jobs. Her name was Kamala Harris. Willie launched her, her political career, career because she was having sex with him. The idea that she is an independent woman who worked her way up the political ladder because she worked hard is baloney. It is common knowledge in California that Kamala slept her way into powerful political jobs. And now she is running for vice president with a man who will be unable to govern due to his lack of mental clarity. In essence, she will function as the president of the United States should the Biden-Harris ticket prevail this November. Her views on guns, taxes, immigration, energy, etc. are far to the left of the average American. But you watch the media ignore these positions. For example, she believes illegal aliens are eligible to all government services, including education, welfare benefits, health care, you name it. In other words, she does not believe there is a difference between a citizen and a non-citizen. That view alone will, will cost us billions of dollars if acted upon. Her view of the Constitution is frankly bizarre and dangerous, and she is willing to enact laws restricting our Second Amendment rights, even if such laws violate our Constitution. She will be the most radical person to run for VP in American history, but you won't see any of this on your news. You will soon witness a massive campaign by the media to deceive you about who she is and what she believes. Don't fall for it. Steve Baldwin, former congressman, state of California. Now, here's another little tidbit I'll throw in here. We got a few minutes left for this uh, four segment. It says 23 year, 2,300 years ago, long before Islam, Arabs discovered that forcing people to cover their nose and mouths broke their will and individuality individual individuality and depersonalized them did you get that if you could cover people's nose and mouths it broke their will and individuality 
and depersonalize them. It made them submissive. That's why they imposed on every woman the mandatory use of fabric over the face. Then Islam turned it into a woman's symbol of submission to Allah. Modern psychology explains it this way. Without face, we don't exist as independent human beings. The child looks in the mirror between ages of two and three and and discovers himself as an independent being. The mask is the beginning of deleting individuality. It's interesting to me, I'm, I'm now just commenting, how often I can't recognize people that I know and how often I can't understand what they say the first time. It just creates pandemonium. Finally, the guy that wrote this said, he who does not know his history is condemned to repeat it. Now, um, I just want to, since we're almost done here with this segment, I just want to give a shout out to Dave Greenitz because he's been a uh, reliable, faithful uh, supporter of the radio show we had for years and now the podcast. And I want to thank him. And he says he's busier than ever. I don't know whether he told me he was busy all the way up through November. But uh, anyway, he he said he was pretty busy, but he said he's glad to take on other work. If people are patient, we'll wait for him to get to the jobs. They've got several crews. It's just not him. They got a few crews, maybe four or five. And uh, so you can look at his work, which is phenomenal kitchen and bathroom models. You're not going to find anybody any better than this guy. And uh, you're going to be impressed and you're going to be glad that you took my advice. If you actually are thinking about doing a kitchen bath or re uh, doing a new entryway or a deck out back, and you can check them out at greenitzconstruction.com. That's green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitz, one word, greenitzconstruction.com. Or you could go at Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook site. Or you could just dial him up, 530-682-9602. You know, fixing your house up is a real special time. Uh, you own a place and you put some tender love and care in there. And you kind of get used to getting, it gets a little funky a little bit at a time. But you, eventually... You think, oh, let's like let's like redo this kitchen, let's redo the bath, let's redo these bedrooms. And when you get it done and put some energy into it and paint it and you got all the it's fresh, you just it's a happier experience. It's just a better experience in your house. And uh, you know, you're gonna spend a lot of time there. So do it right. Do it right the first time. You don't have to do any comebacks, no no disputes, no starting the job and like when are you coming back? This is all torn up. They just get in, get it done, get out. Greenitz Construction, you're not going to find any better in the Yuba Sutter County's area. So we're going to come right back to the end of our fourth segment, and we're going to do number five and then number six. Be right back.
I've gotten hundreds of messages asking me what I think about Joe Biden's VP choice, Kamala Harris. Um, and I'm just going to explain it to you like this. You create social and racial injustice um, for the black people, and then you make sure that they only have one option to put a black person in office, and you just bought yourself the black vote, period. Um, I've been watching the news, um, mainly NBC, um, as to what they're saying about Kamala Harris, and it's not really about good things. Actually, they've brought up more bad things that she's done. I'm originally from California. She hasn't done much good. She's done a lot of corrupt stuff. Um, but again, I don't hear about any good accomplishments. All I hear is black, 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 female, female, black, female, 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 black, black, black. It's not, this, isn't, this has nothing to do with her accomplishments. This has nothing to do with her ability. This has to do with the fact that there's a female, so you win the female vote, and she's black, so you win the black vote, so therefore you win the election. Um, that's why they created this racial tension prior to this, so that they could present a solution, a equality, you know, uh, candidate that makes you feel like you have been heard, and it's all a scam. The recent murder of a Trump supporter in Portland by an Antifa Black Lives Matter security guy is extremely disturbing and takes things to a whole new level. For years, the left has been trying to demonize us, censor us, stigmatize us, even prosecute us. But execute us? That's something different. And if you think it stops in Portland, you're wrong. Here is an Antifa Black Lives Matter leader talking about assassinating the President of the United States. We gotta fucking rip Trump out of that office right over there, fucking pull him out that shit. Nah, nah, we ain't about fucking waiting until the next election. We about to go get that I think the Secret Service should pay him a visit. And here are the Antifa types right after the killing in Portland talking about how they're happy it happened because they killed a fascist. In their own words, they took out the trash. Listen. And tonight, I just got word. The person who died was a patriot cares for person. He was a fucking Nazi. Our community held its own and took out the trash. I'm not going to shout any tears over a Nazi. Now, a murder is disturbing. The reaction by the perpetrator is, is chilling. But worse of all, I think, is the reaction of the Democratic leadership and the left. First, the reaction of denying the truth of what happened. That's Joy Reid. Here's a tweet by Joy Reid in which she basically says, oh, no, 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 this wasn't a case of a Trump supporter being killed and not by a leftist, not by one of us. This was the opposite. The killings are being perpetrated by the right. Now, Joy Reid knows this isn't true. The video shows the opposite. The video shows the celebration by Antifa of what happened. So she knows better. She's not misled. She's just pursuing the Goebbels-style tactic of lying with a straight face in the hope of misleading people. Reaction number two, whataboutism. Oh yeah, you know, we, we did do this one, but what about Kyle Rittenhouse? Look at the Trump guy who shot the other guy. Well, that case was not similar. If you watch that video, you hear a shot ringing out first, and then Kyle Rittenhouse's apparent shots in retaliation. That appears to be a case of self-defense, even though much more needs to be known about that incident. So in this case, in the Portland case, the Trump supporter was just walking, and you hear a bunch of guys talking about, hey, we got a Trump guy, we got a Trump guy, something to that effect, and then boom, they execute him in cold blood. It's a political assassination, pure and simple. And then there's a third reaction by the left, and that is Trump made us do it. This is Mayor Wheeler of Portland. President Trump, for four years, 
we've had to live with you and your racist attacks on black people. It's you who have created the hate and the division. It's you who have not found a way to say the names of black people killed by police officers, even as people in law enforcement have. So what Mayor Wheeler seems to be saying, now this would make a little bit of sense if it was a Trumpster who did the shooting. Then the mayor could say, well, you know, he, he got his supporters, uh, Trump got them all stoked up, and, he, and, and so they went crazy, and then they decided to take the law in their own hands. But how do you blame Trump when Trump and Trumpsters are the targets of the attack, when it's your side that's perpetrating the attack? And it isn't just Mayor Wheeler. Here is Kamala Harris talking about how these kinds of attacks, this kind of activism, this kind of, quote, protest, is not going to stop, not even after the election. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware, because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. Now, James Woods, the um, activist on the right, says that we are basically in a civil war. I think that that is going too far. But I think that his reaction shows the seriousness of what we're witnessing in Portland and elsewhere, an escalation far beyond an acceptable point, a kind of bringing down of the guardrails of society. If the left doesn't renounce this, if the Democrats don't put their distance from it, if the FBI doesn't crack down on it, if Trump himself doesn't make sure that this stuff is stopped, then there will be a widespread sense in this country that it is open season, open season on conservatives. When I wake up every morning, there's an image of a better place. Cause the harder that we grind, then the sweeter is the glory People say I'm foolish People say I'm blinded by faith But if I run out of air, if I crash, I don't care I'm gonna do it my way I can make it through this Alright, welcome back so let me do this quick deal on a legislative thing. I don't know if this is of any interest to a lot of you. Unfortunately, a lot of things, good and bad, that start in California, fortunately and unfortunately, ends up end up in the rest of the the country. So we got a guy out here. Remember, we had a Anthony Weiner who became famous because he did uh, he sent tweets out or texts out with his crotch shots of his crotch to his. Uh, he was cheating on his wife after they had a little baby, and he ended up with a bunch of pedophilia, maybe or something, on his computer. I don't, pedophilia, you know, child pornography, something like that. I don't know what it was that that when his computer got confiscated. Anyway, Anthony did some time. I don't know whether they're still together or not. It's a sad story, but I thought, you know, after Anthony Weiner showing photos of his Weiner, I just thought it was kind of odd that how that worked out. But now we got a guy named Scott Weiner out here as a senator, state senator, and uh, he's he's a slight-built little guy, and uh, he's a homosexual guy, and uh, he is a champion of changing the laws to be, um, in, his, in his view, fairer to homosexuals having sex the way they have sex. 
And so eventually you get into pedophilia laws and uh, sex registrant laws where people are molesting little children. And so there are already laws on the books that prohibit whether it's a man having sex with a youngster or a woman having sex with a youngster. In fact, I got a friend who got in trouble because she was a heroin addict and and had sex with a boy uh, under 18 years of age. And she's a grown woman, uh, 30s maybe. And so she now has a sex charge on her uh, because she has sexual relationship with this guy, a sexual relations with this boy, a young man. And uh, so she got a charge. So I understand this thing. So Scott Weiner, he, uh, it's uh, Senate Bill 145, and it isn't completely law yet. But it's a flawed piece of legislation, and basically it, it – uh, let's see if I – I'm going to try to explain it instead of reading the article about it. There's a Samuel Dorulian. He's uh, got a law firm, and he says, uh, <clears throat> under existing law, Sex Offender Registration Act requires a person convicted of certain sex crimes, it, they need to register as a sex offender with law enforcement officials when residing, working, or attending schools in California. Bill 145 purportedly seeks to amend that law in an effort to end blatant discrimination against the LGBT young people regarding California's sex offender registry. So I want you to just start thinking about how these people have sex, young LGBT people, and uh, and what the general law was written for. It says under existing Law, illegal sexual relations between a teenager age 15 and over and a partner within 10 years of, of that age. So 15 and a 25-year-old or 15 and a 24-year-old, 23, 22, 21, on down, right? So somebody within 10 years of 15 uh, within, do not automatically require the offender to go onto the sex offender registry if the offense in question involves vaginal intercourse. So, in other words, they have intercourse sex. The, it's up to the judge, right? However, same people, same age difference, uh, if they have oral sex or anal sex, the judge does not have the flexibility other than to put them on the registration. That's looked at as worse, right? So uh, with, with kids. So uh, believing that such a distinction, quote, disp- disproportionately ta- targets LGBT young people for mandatory sex offender registration, says LGBT people usually cannot engage in vaginal intercourse. State Senator Weiner introduced 145, SB 145. In other words, it's saying, hey, 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 that's the oral sex and anal sex is the only thing that these kids can do. So why should they get discriminated against? They shouldn't have to necessarily go on the on the. uh, The registration, right? So anyway, this guy argues this this attorney who obviously takes sex uh, sex cases and and helps people work through the system. 
said the goal of SB 145, according to Bill's language, is to exempt from mandatory registration under the act a person convicted of certain offenses involving minors if a person is not more than 10 years older than the minor, and if that offense is only one requiring the person to register. In other words, that's all. It, it just, hey, just had sex. He didn't beat him up, didn't stab him, didn't shoot him, right? But rather than amend the existing law to include vaginal intercourse, in other words, why don't you just make vaginal intercourse um, mandatory registration? Just change that, and everybody's equal. LGBT people equal, and vaginal equal. We all get the same registration. Instead of amending existing law to include vaginal intercourse with a minor as an act that requires mandatory deal, which would be in effect remedy the whole thing. But really what Wiener wants to do is he wants to just lower any any uh, penalties on having sex with minor people because he could have just fixed it all by saying, hey, 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 we want we want intercourse to have to mandate if you have it and you're within 10 years of the person, 10 years or older. Or you got, in other words, you're 10, 10 years uh, or more older than the, than the one you're having sex with, right? Uh, then uh, you got to go on the registration. But he said instead of doing that, he's forcing the whole thing to lower the penalties that would cause you, you to be having to register. So... It's kind of interesting how that worked out, and it's, passed, it's it's moving along. So it's interesting. Now, Scott Weiner already got this passed, and it's already law. It's SB 384. 384 changes the current lifelong registry system mandated for all sex offenders to a tier-based system where certain offenders who file a petition meet certain rich criteria can be eligible to be removed from the list. In other words, if an individual is convicted of a crime, sex crime, with a minor, he or she is able to petition to be removed. And after 10 years, SB 384, uh, which has already passed and will be law on January 1, 2021, they can they can change it all up. So basically, he this guy argues that there's actually a flaw in 384. He says in his current form, it does not mandate mandate lifetime registration for lewd and lascivious contact with children under 14 years of age. Yet, without explanation, such contact with a child over 14 somehow does require lifetime registration. It's crazy. So there's problems. What you need to do is call your, uh, if you're concerned about this, it's going to change everything. Uh, SB 384, it's already law, but it needs to be amended. And it happens all the time. People aren't paying attention and it takes a sharp attorney that knows how to prosecute these cases or defend these cases that there's a glitch in that law. SB 145 is the one that's screwy and could be changed by just simply jacking up the penalties for vaginal. That would make it all equal. LGBT kids, anal Oral, they get the same penalty as vaginal, right? Otherwise, everything's going to be reduced and make make it less of a crime to molest uh, young kids. Bummer. Big bummer. Okay. Uh, let me get down here, and I want to talk about... I noticed... 
there was a thing, you know, I don't know whether you guys are getting them, all these little video clips about COVID and about, you know, mandatory vaccines and all those kind of things. Uh, sometimes uh, the the facts aren't straight. And so I had a, I got one where I started thinking about it. It was about, you know, Gates and Soros and Fauci and how Fauci was involved with the Nazis and and Gates and and Fauci were somehow roommates after in college and I thought I started looking up their ages and stuff, right? And obviously Fauci and Gates aren't the same age. And uh so didn't look like it to me and I don't think they went to the same colleges. So it, it just didn't it didn't add up. But I got to one of the companies that they brought up that they were involved with before this Moderna, which is Moderna is a pharmaceutical company that they're working on the vaccine for coronavirus. And so they were talking about Moderna was one of the companies that spun off from IG Far Farben, which is was a massive German company uh, during World War II. It was actually the largest German company in Germany and the second largest corporation in the world. And uh, I'm just trying to get down here to talk about it for you. So to give you an idea of how big IG Farben was, um, it used their factories, their their operation used as much energy as the entire city of the capital of Germany, Berlin. <clears throat> and uh, so IG Farben is an interesting deal because out of it became all, all of these amazing scientists and many of the companies that you think are wonderful companies today. And so I wrote an article recently and, and showed how IBM, International Business Machines, or IBM, Thomas Watson, was a big supporter and helped the, com helped the Nazis manage <clears throat> all their, uh, their data and uh, all their equipment and all their people uh, all throughout the war, through the whole war. And, and uh, they did that uh, in Poland. They had a subsidiary in po Poland, and also they operated out of, obviously, in New York City. So um, anyway, IG Farben was the company that actually used th tens of thousands of slave uh, slaves from the death camps. And actually, IG Farben built a death camp right next to their factory to make it easy so they didn't have to transport people around. But a lot of what they manufactured was done by Jewish or gypsy slave labor. IG Farben. And uh, so that, you know, if you've heard of uh, Bayer Aspirin, Bayer Abs Aspirin came out of IG Farben. So IG Farben on, says on May 21, 1942, 4,300 Jews are deported from the Polish town of Kelm, C-H-E-L-E-L-M, to the Nazi extermination camp at Sobibor where all are gassed to death. On the same day, the German firm IG Farben sets up a factory just si outside of Auschwitz in order to take advantage of the Jewish slave laborers from Auschwitz concentration camps. Sobibor had five gas chambers where about 250,000 Jews were killed between 42 and 43, 1942-43. 
A camp revolt occurred in October 43. 300 Jewish slave laborers rose up, killed several members of the SS as well as Ukrainian, as, as Ukrainian guards. The re- rebels were killed and they battled their captors or tried or as they battled and tried to escape. Remaining prisoners were executed the very next day. I.G. Farben, as well as exploiting Jewish slave labor for its oil and rubber production, also performed drug experiments on inmates. Tens of thousands of prisoners were ultimate, would ultimately die because of brutal work conditioning and the savagery of the guards. Several of the firm's officials would be convicted of plunder, spo- spoliation of property, imposing slave labor, and inhumane treatment of civilians and POWs after the war. The company itself came under Allied control. The Allied is the uh, the West, for those that don't know history. The original goal was to dismantle its industries. In other words, they wanted to break up Farben, which also included the manufacture of chemicals and pharmaceuticals. So I want you to think about pharmaceuticals for a minute. Hold that thought. Chemicals, so as to prevent it from ever posing a threat to Germans' neighbors and to world peace. This company was so big so when you start thinking about pharmaceutical companies and bobby kennedy just spoke in germany last weekend about that that the pharmaceuticals are going to disrupt world peace and and undermine democracy that's bobby kennedy jr but as time passed the resolve weakened and the western powers broke the company up in just three separate divisions think about this hushed you you see that on pharmaceuticals. Hoist, H-O-E-C-H-S-T, Bayer, and B-A-S-F. Now, the title of this next article, and I remember, anyway, I'm going to tie this in. The, the, the name of the gas that killed was actually a, was a gas they use as a herbicide. Zyklon B, or another German word for cyclone, Z-Y-K-L-N-O-B. Sorry, Z Y K L N L O N, cyclone, and then the initial B afterward. So you think, oh, cyclone B, well, that's interesting. And they made that, and the Jews made that, and then they killed people, right? Yeah, that's what they did. So, next article modern day Holocaust, link between the abortion pill, that's the t- today's modern abortion pill, not, not the, uh, the pill like to keep you from getting pregnant, but to abort your child. Link between abortion pill and Cyclone B, the deadly gas used during World War II. So, the abortion pill, formerly called RU486, is connected to the manufacture of the deadly Cyclone B used in the concentration camps. Cyclone B was a pesticide marketed by German Corporation for Pest Control. Anyway, I I can't... I mean, this is this is highly documented in mainline papers. According to the New York Times, I.G. Farben played so important a role in Hitler's war machine and in the Holocaust that it came to be called the devil's chemist. That's in the New York Times. It manufactured by Zyklon B, the gas chamber poison, among many other products, and its factories exploited more than 35,000 slave laborers, many from Auschwitz. It even built a concentration camp of its own to improve efficiency. This is unbelievable. In fact, their their board meetings, the members of their board at, at Farben were called the Meeting of the Gods. 
In humans, when inhaled or absorbed through the skin, the odorless hydrogen cyanide blocks cellular uh, respiration and results in agonizing death by suffocation within a short period of time. During World War I, da-da-da. Anyway, I don't have time to fuss with all this stuff. There's so much. I had no idea there was this many concentration camps. In the German concentration camps at Melthausen, Neuengamme, Stutthof, Ravensbrück, uh, and in the extermination camps at Auschwitz-Birkenau, Majdanek, uh, far more than one million people, of whom the overall majority in the Auschwitz-Birkenau death camps were Jews, were killed by the Nazis in gas chambers with Zyklon B. Uh, there's a good book called The Nazi Doctor's Medical Killing and the Psychology of Genocide by Robert Lifton, if you want to read about this. The use of poison gas Zyklon B was a technical achievement permitting humane killing. Pharmaceuticals manufactured and supplied by IG Farben to the SS were later discovered to have been used in horrific Nazi experience, experiments. Anyway, uh, in 1980, this is a pharmaceutical company. It's a French company. Roussel Ukloff had developed RU486. According to a report in the New York Times, I'm going to call it RU. That's where you get RU, right? Roussel Ukloff, parent company, Horscht. Remember Horst? Here they are back killing babies. First they're killing Jews, now they're killing babies. Russell parent company, Horst. Remember Horst? And you had Bayer and you had BASF, right? Where the three companies broke up out of IG Farben. Was one of the three corporations emerged from breakup of IG Farben, the German chemical, da da da. So uh, they began selling. RU, the company RU, began selling Mifagen or Mifepristone to hospitals in France in 1990. <clears throat> then it got, anyway, in, in a, if, if you want to look up something really cool, I have this, uh, if I still, if I have copies, um, a DVD called Ma'afa. It's the, the planned, coordinated, conspired murdering of black people. It's called Ma'afa. 21 M A A F A 21 right M A A F A 21 just google it M A A F A 21 it's the truth about the the systematic plot to uh kill off the black people and uh, so RU486 was developed and uh planned parenthood was involved Margaret Sanger and uh, we'll have to, we're, we're down at the, uh, let me see how much more time we have and see how much more I have here. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's fast. It's just totally fascinating. It's just totally fascinating. The, 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 it's just one Holocaust after another Holocaust after another Holocaust. And now they just turn around and they're still purifying the race through RU-46. And women are complicit. But be right back. Tonight you're mine completely You give your love so sweetly Tonight the light Alright, so I'm going to put this out there, you know, since nobody else has the ball sack to do it. 
all this Black Lives Matter bullshit, like, can we just cut the crap already and get over with? Like, look, y'all got y'all's fame, y'all got y'all's recognition, y'all got, y'all apparently accomplished something by burning down cities and disrespecting all our troops and vets. But we got boys like us, you know, your blue collar boys, your white privileged people, because it's very white privilege of me walking 50 acres of fence rows, making sure the fence ain't broke. I don't care if you black, Chinese, Asian, wherever you are, you want to help me? Come on, dude. Be my guest. Anyhow. We got boys like us out here trying to make a living, but yeah, we can't be going to work because we got people rioting in our town and stuff and our bosses are telling us to stay home because it's not safe and all that nonsense. Look, dude, if you hate that much in America, just get out. I promise ain't nobody stopping you, okay? Now, I know, you know, he's racist for making this video and whatnot. No. Y'all got y'all's freedom of speech. I got mine too, and I'm gladly using it right now. Go ahead and say what you want. Go ahead and let the hate comments pour, and I really don't care because I'm just over it, and I wish things would get back to like they used to be. So, you know, have a good day and go do something with your life, bud. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. So what exactly are we going to see here? Well, it all goes well exactly what we promised. Uh, using EEG censoring and brain interfacing, we will do what has never been done, scan the household pet's mind to translate his thoughts into words. Now, the subject today will be my own dog, Max. <laughs> Looks like he's ready. Then let's see it. Okay, Max, here we go. EEG signal 100%. Vitals are normal. And we have mind link. Okay, Max, this is it. Max, speak. Brilliant. Hang on, it worked, I swear. Now boost the signal. Max, speak. Woof, woof, Hi, I'm Max. It's me, Max. Oh my God. I like to play ball. I like purple bird in the window. I think he means the pigeon. He's never spoken this much before. Now, Max, what else do you like? I like Parm and Leash. And I like Trump. He's my man. Wait, what? What did your dog just say? Um, that must be a translation error, some kind of glitch. There's no glitch. Donald Trump is our president. He carried the Electoral College fair and square. This can't be right. Did you know your dog likes Trump? He doesn't. I absolutely do. I know Trump has issues, but one big change is better than business as usual. Okay, Max, no, you drop that right now. You don't like Trump. The Dow is up 2,700 points since he was elected. What's not to like? Your dog is a monster. No, he, he's not. Just let me, let me talk to him, Max. I'm sorry, but you're just a dog. You don't know what you're talking about. Excuse me, Helen, but yes, I do. <laughs>
stinking helmet. I can't believe you put this on me. It's just come that's that condescending attitude that made people want to vote for Trump in the first place. Get over here, Max. This is crazy, okay? I can't believe you're saying this. You're supposed to be my best friend. And as your friend, I don't want to see your tax dollars going to health care for illegals. <laughs> your dog is a jackass. Hang on, hang on, Max, listen, Trump is bad, Trump is a racist. What do you know about black people? You never brought one into our house once. <laughs> really? No, Max, that is not true. It is absolutely true, Helen. <laughs> Plus, Trump is the only one that isn't owned by Wall Street. Oh my God, are you insane? My head's gonna explode. What, what about his record on women's rights? Don't you want me to have a choice over my own body? You didn't afford me a choice when you cut off my balls. <laughs> You don't know anything. You're you're a dog. You're just a dog. You pee on the floor. And you masturbate out of boredom. What the hell does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? Whoa. Max! You just assume that because I'm a Trump supporter that I'm a xenophobic racist. No, I don't. But Max, your best friend at the dog park is a chihuahua. So? Well, that means he's Mexican, and Trump wants to kick them out of the country. If Paquito was born here, he has nothing to worry about. <laughs> this is a nation of laws. All right, stand back. I'm going to shoot him with the gun I carry. Don't miss. Oh, for God's sake. I can't even have a conversation without you liberal snowflakes. No, enough, enough, enough. Now, shut up, Max. Just shut your dumb mouth. Uh, that concludes the demonstration. <laughs> Obviously, we have some more work to do. Obviously. Yeah, this whole project is on thin ice. That dog is a problem. It's okay, Max. I love you no matter what. We just have to learn to respect each other's point of view, I guess. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way. All right. All right, let me tell you about this uh, incredible connection with IG Farben. And uh, I thought I was recording, but I wasn't recording, so I got to go back and catch this again. So I want to talk about IG Farben, which was the biggest company in Germany. And um, it was the second largest corporation in, a, in the uh, world at the time of the buildup of the Nazis. And it was an incredible chemical and pharmaceutical company. And uh, they developed many incredible inventions like polyurethane and Bayer aspirin. And uh, they were very, very powerful. In fact, the board of directors of the uh, Farben was called the Meeting of the Gods or something like that. So during the uh, war, they not only they used slave labor, like over 30,000 slave laborers, but they actually built an additional uh, slave labor camp next to the Farben manufacturing plants to um, get the work done more efficiently. So Zyklon B, 
which was the name of their chemical, which was originally a pesticide, uh, was what they used to kill the Jews. So it says on May 21, 1942, 4,300 Jews uh, are deported from the Polish town of Kelm to the Nazi extermination camp at Sobibor, where all are gassed to death. On the same day, the German firm IG Farben sets up a factory just outside of Auschwitz, which is another camp, in order to take advantage of Jewish slave laborers there. So when I started looking at the Nuremberg trials recently and the concentration camps, I guess I was shocked at the number of camps. I just kept hearing the same few camps. <clears throat> Sobibor had five gas chambers where about a quarter of a million Jews were killed between 1942 and 43. Twelve months. They killed a quarter million Jews in, in five gas chambers. A camp revolt. Anyway, it was a camp revolt. It was not successful. But uh, I.G. Farben uh, used slave labor to build their other products and do their, and they also worked on oil and drug, uh, rubber exploration, or rubber production, oil and rubber production. Uh, they also performed, um, I.G. Far, for Farben performed drug experiments on inmates, Ten, tens of thousands of prisoners, would ultimately die because of brutal work conditions and savagery of the guards. Officials, many of the officials would be held accountable in the Nuremberg tribes for plundering, for spoliation of property, imposing, imposing slave labor, inhumane treatment of civilians and POWs after the war. Um, so after the war, this, this company was so powerful internationally that the allied, uh, Allied people, which would be the Canadians and Australians and and all the rest of the world against the Germans and Japanese, they said we got to break up these this group because this has worldwide impact. Their chemicals, their pharmaceuticals, uh, they could destroy the world. And so instead of breaking it completely up, they broke it up. They compromised. They lost their 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 backbone, and they broke it up into three companies with the names of Horst, hold the name Horst, Hushed, H-O-E-C-H-S-T, Hushed, Bayer, Bayer Aspirin, Bayer Products, we have them all over today, and B-A-S-F, okay? Okay, so let's go on down here, and uh, Zyklon Gas gets a life of its own. So uh, it was used, originally used as a pesticide. I won't get into all the deals, but this is like right out, this isn't like, weird conspiracy stuff this stuff is fact have already happened so there's books written about this <clears throat> there's a book down here I'll, I'll quote you in a bit so according to new york times ig farben played so important a role in hitler's war machine and holocaust that it came to be known as the devil's chemist it manufactured zyklon b the gas chamber poison among many other products and its factories exploited more than thirty-five thousand slave laborers many from auschwitz so the gas, if you wonder what it like to die in the gas, when inhaled or absorbed through the skin, the odorless hydrogen cyanide blocks cellular respiration and results in agonizing death by suffocation within a short time. Okay, so there's all kinds of German concentration camps I've never heard of before, and I don't even know whether I can pronounce them quite correctly. Mauthausen, Mauthausen, Neuengamme, or Neuengamme, Stutthof. Ravensbrück, 
Auschwitz, Birkenau, Majdanek. Far more than one million people, uh, who most of them killed uh, in Auschwitz, Birkenau death camps, were Jews using Zyklon B pesticide. Here's a book if you're really interested in this. The book's The Nazi Doctors, Medical Killing, and the Psychology of Genocide by Robert Lifton. Uh, he said the Zyklon B was the technological achievement permitting humane killing, quote, in quotes. Pharmaceuticals manufactured and supplied by IG Farben to the SS were later discovered to have been used in horrific Nazi experiments. According to New York Times research for RU486, which is our abortion drug today, the pill, right? It began under supervision of the French engineer in conjunction, anyway, through these break-off firms. But the Cyclone B chemical is in the RU-46. The RU stands for the name of the company, Roussel Uclaf. It's a French company. Uh, but it's a, it's a subsidiary of Hushed. Remember Hushed? Uh, Hushed AG of Germany was one of three corporations that emerged from the break of IG Farben, according to the New York Times, the German chemical company that manufactured cyanide gas Zyklon B. So when you start talking about RU-46 and is it safe, it's actually a derivative of the pesticide, and I won't get into what it does. It causes the uterus essentially to be inhospitable to the planting of the fer fertilized egg. It won't connect. <clears throat> it rejects it. So if you're wondering about how this is connected further to genocide or eugenics, the killing of, of ethnic groups, to purify the race, the race. You can look at a documentary film, but I think you can look at it on YouTube called Mafa 21. M, like Mary, A-A-F-A 2121. Mafa 21. It'll shock you to death. I, I, I actually played clips of this on the radio years ago. People freaked them out. IG Farben, I, Mafa 21 is, goes through incredible history on how once slavery ended, there was a determined effort by, by racists and, and from the Democrats, uh, whether they were Ku Klux Klan farmer types, uh, wor worker types, or whether they were intellectuals like Margaret Sanger and Hitler and all of them, they were interested in eliminating minority people. They thought they were throwbacks to animals. So it says, interesting, uh, in the in the Mafia 21 film, it says, interestingly, Eugene Farben was a financial partner with John D. Rockefeller, right? John D. Rockefeller has been involved in Planned Parenthood all along and also in the vaccine movement. Farben was a financial partner with John D. Rockefeller and Standard Oil of New Jersey in a company called Standard IG Farben. After the war, IG Farben would change its name and become known as Horst AG. Today, Horst is a gigantic multinational corporation with subsidiaries all over the world, including the United States. Ironically, one of Horst subsidiaries, Roussel Uclaf, or RU, 
is the French company that developed RU486. In other words, the same company that produced the gas used in the Nazi death camps also produced the abortion pill that is now being used in abortion clinics. Isn't that interesting how all this is kind of connected together? RU486 would eventually be brought to the United States in 1994 by the Population County Council, a nonprofit. In other words, Population Council were concerned about population. And if you look at, uh, I can't remember, the population bomb was written in 1970, which was a total crock of crap that he became famous for. It's like the inconvenient truth that was not true. The population bomb was totally ridiculous. And um, so the Population Council, a nonprofit founded by John D. Rockefeller III back in 1952, according to author Rebecca Massell, Rockefeller money funded eugenic scientists decades before Hitler put eugenic theories into practice. With the encouragement of the Clinton administration, RU or Roussel Uclough had donated all the rights of the abortion pill over to the Population Council, which subsequently licensed Mifprostone to Danko Laboratories, a new single product company immune to anti abortion protests. It's a so this is this is trippy, people. I, I don't have time to go into all the gory details here, but uh, anyway, Horst, the German genocide people, is still at it, killing children. Uh, so, um, there's a term that's written here called Acteon T4. And Acteon T4 is a post-war, post-war name for mass murder by involuntary euthanasia in Nazi Germany. In 1933, the law for prevention of hereditarily diseased offspring prescribed compulsory sterilization for people with conditions thought to be hereditary, such as schizophrenia, ep- schizophrenia epilepsy, Huntington's disease, and imbecility. It estimated that 360,000 people were sterilized under the law between 1933 and 1939. In 1934, a eugenic society was set up in Britain. One of its aims was to legalize abortion. Uh, Marie Stopes, who had the biggest abortion provider in Britain, is named after uh, who the biggest abortion provider in Britain is named after was a eugenics activist with friends with Hitler. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, the biggest abortion provider in America, wanted to wipe out the Negro population. 75% of her clinics were located in minority areas. So on and on it goes. They targeted any child that might have any hereditary problem like Down syndrome and it goes on to say in today uh, through they can check the the uh, amniotic fluid and determine whether sometimes they can guess on a Down syndrome child. And um, 90% in Britain, 100% in Iceland, 98% in Denmark, babies are killed that have any thought that that they might be Down syndrome children. You can just see the devil in these these situations. Now, before I finish... um, we're going to get close to finishing up here. Let's see. One, two, three, four, one, two. 
So uh, let me give a shout out to the uh, Ted Holmes and the plumbing doctor. And uh, whenever I have a problem, I just dial them up and get them over here. I, I ran into a friend tonight at a prayer meeting that uh, he was saying he started a lawn. He used to be a gangbanger. He's a Norteño gangbanger and been in and out of prison for years. And so I, I hit him up to come and help me on my yard because I haven't got time. I got other stuff to do, writing articles, doing this kind of stuff. And so I'm busy. And at this age, I just hire it done. I don't need to learn how to do plumbing. So I called Ted Holmes at the plumbing doctor and he's got a few crews out. I usually never need him in the middle of the night, but if I needed him, he'd come. You can reach him at 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. Now, I want to finish up by telling you, you know, it's kind of interesting. When you look up, you look up companies that are that are su supporting Black Lives Matter, you're going to run into almost 300, and you're going to look there and you think, there's nowhere else to shop. <laughs> you think, I shop with a bunch of those people. It's shocking. And it's also shocking in the companies that actually were supporters of the Nazis and whatever the Nazis did. You think, did they know about the Jews? I think they did. Kodak. Remember Kodak cameras back in the day? Uh, it says uh, that the Kodak company actually filed, fired all of their Jewish employees. When Wilhelm Kepler leaned on him, he's one of the top advisors to Hitler. Hugo Boss. You ever buy any Boss clothing? Hugo Boss made all the uh, uniforms for Hitler's youth, the stormtroopers. That was a, he made a lot of money on that deal. You think people aren't making money off COVID? You bet they are. You bet they are. How about Volkswagen? Hitler picked the name Beetle and the shape. Came up with the idea. The Volkswagen. Big deal in Germany. Bayer. You're, you ever take any Bayer aspirins? Take one of those little, the doctors say, take one of those little 81 mil, whatever they are, the very tiny little 81 is it milligrams or something. Um, that's Bayer. They developed that at IG Farben, the whole Bayer aspirin thing. Uh, Siemens. Siemens Communication. They were into the cell cellular business for a while. They used uh, criminals. I mean, uh, they used slave labor. Thousands, tens of thousands. And then they had the, the gall recently to turn around and try to copyright the name Cyclone, Cyclone B, but Cyclone, to use it uh, in another product today. Siemens is... is huge in technology and communications and and they were right in the middle of uh, in fact i got a i'm looking at a photo here of of jewish prisoners in 1944 working at a siemens plant uh coca-cola big supplier of sodas till they ran out of syrup and then they came up with a new syrup uh with slightly other resources and they named it fanta so if you if you like Fanta, that came right out of Nazi Germany. And they have Fanta. If you look up Fanta and the German labels, it'll be all in German. Henry Ford was a Jew hater. And he hated him so much for some reason. 
Ford profited off both sides of the war, producing vehicles for both the Allies and the Nazis. And on his 75th birthday, he got a big old Distinguished Foreigner Award uh, from the Germans. Standard Oil. Uh, the Luftwaffe, that's the uh, aviation part of the Nazi movement, required uh, a special lead fuel to gas their planes. Standard Oil was one of the only three companies in the world that manufactured that type of gas, and so they made money off the Nazis. Had it not been for Standard Oil, the German Air Force would have literally been grounded. Standard Oil eventually dissolved as a monopoly, and its child companies are ExxonMobil, Chevron, and British Petroleum, or BP. Chase National Bank made money off the Nazis. Isn't it interesting? IBM, as I said, they managed to help them kept track of everything. They said uh, IBM custom-built machines for the Nazis so they could keep track of everything from oil supplies to train, train schedules into the death camps to Jewish bank accounts to individual Jews themselves. Isn't it interesting? IBM was keeping track of people all the way back in the 1940s, and now they're going to put chips or put chemicals in our DNA to track us now. And Watson... The Watsons and the Gates were buddies. And uh, that the Watsons and the Gates were both on the, uh, the board of Planned Parenthood. Did you know that? Mrs. I believe Mrs. Watson and Mr. Gates. Not Bill Gates, but his dad. And then you have Random House Publishing as a final one. And they worked. They printed for the Hitler and they printed his uh, book called Sterilization and Euthanasia, Contribution to Applied Christian Ethics. Now, that must be some book right there. Anyway, they, uh, they have all kinds of, you know, I think the important thing to realize is that people make a lot of money off abuse and... Uh, whether they know the whole story, just like right now we're dealing with this COVID thing, people making the tests and people selling masks and people, the PPE, you know, the personal protective clothing and all that, all that stuff. And, and all the, the, just all the baloney, the ventilators and all the stuff the the shields and the stuff that we've just blown this thing totally out of We've taken a common cold and make it typhoid Mary out of it. So everybody's making money out of it. Eventually, the, when, when you start, think about it, if you sold a stick of chewing gum to 7 billion people, it's a lot of money, a stick of chewing gum. And you put a vaccine, you start putting vaccines to 7 billion people, somebody's going to make a lot of money on that. Well, um, I think I think we're about up. I got a little screwed up here on my time because uh, I was recording, but I wasn't recording. I was talking, but I wasn't recording, so I had to go back and redo it. So uh, we will catch you next week. And again, uh, think about attending. I I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Dinesh D'Souza. So uh, 
hope to see some of you out there and and hope if you you live up in this northern california area you'll vote for tamika hamilton give her a shout out okay all right see you next week we're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight we would especially like to welcome all the representatives of illinois law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the palace hotel ballroom at this time we certainly hope you all enjoy the show and remember people that no matter who you are and what you do to live thrive and survive there's still some things that make us all the same you me them Sugar to kiss.